Welcome to this week's jam-packed edition of the Me Chronicle Sports Podcast, Talk A Good Game. I'm Fergal Lynch and I am joined in studio by Jimmy Gagan. Jimmy, how are you doing? Hello, Fergal. How are you and all all those people out there in uh, podcast land? to me, I thought you were going to say. Podcast uh, land, yeah, yeah, podcast land. Jimmy, we've just heard Kildalki captain Gary Kelly in his post-match speech. I know the audio isn't great. Um, hopefully people were able to pick up on, on what he was saying uh, a lot of kind words for all the selectors and the whole lot. And he, he finished it off by, by roaring that the Jubilee is blue. Certainly no no doubt in that after Sunday's performance. An unbelievable performance from Kildaki to stop the, the Kiltail's mix for six um, with a superb 117 to 11 point win. Uh, for Kildaki over Kiltail some game wasn't it? Yeah it was some game and it was an inspiring speech there by Gary at the end you know uh, he's a he's a great lad a great fellow a great leader and he led his troops certainly very well and himself and Duxie uh, 
Duxy Doran were the um, the captains, the joint captains for the day. Duxy made a last minute appearance, really. You know, he's Derek, brilliant forward over the years, but he's been uh, hampered by injuries this year. But um, and uh, you know, if you lose your place in that team, it's very hard to get it back. But he did, you know, he did make an appearance, and he did very well. You know, it was it was um, a nice gesture by the management to uh, send him on there at the end and to make him. Uh, Joint captain, so so it was a brilliant performance, Fergal. Brilliant, it was you know. Kildaki probably uh, including ourselves on last week's podcast, as I re- was reminded uh, early yesterday morning by uh, one or two Kildaki players. I'm not sure whether they had just got up or whether they'd even gone to bed yet. Uh, early yesterday morning, one or two of them reminded us of our predictions last week or our analysis last <laughs> yeah, well, week, yeah. which uh, you know we have to pick somebody. And uh, on the basis that Kiltail were going for six in a row, there was a feeling that Kildaki might have left it behind them the last day. Well, I have been they warned. Cer- they certainly didn't leave it behind them. They certainly didn't. But I have been warned myself a couple of times, Fergal, by Kildaki supporters not to pick their team. Right, OK. <laughs> not okay. to go for the... But no, we went... That wasn't the reason why I went for Kildail. I, I did genuinely think that Kildail were going to win it this time around. Uh, I, I, But I, I didn't... Imagine that Kildaki would bring that 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 same. In fact, they upped the intensity of anything from the first uh, from the drawing game, and um, the tactical the way the it, the team was set up by the management was extremely clever, extre- extremely effective. Um, you know, Kildaki normally don't play a sweeper, but they did on this occasion. And um, but Kildaki bypassed all that by by shooting from distances passing you know from way out and uh, on this occasion their, their, their sh- shooting was almost on airing you know and yeah we uh, just had a, a we caught up we have a jam-packed podcast as we said today with interviews galore both on the hurling and looking ahead to the football so I just want to hear you caught up with Kiltail manager David Troy after the game so we just have a listen to what David had to say to you just after the game here just didn't work out for you they seem I don't know tactically or something like that was it what, what, what uh, it's hard to put your finger on it like this yeah, yeah, but you know what I mean now but uh, I thought the first half we coped as well I thought uh, Kandalki were kind of in the game with frees to be quite honest they got five or six frees the first half and we just kind of never got going we were kind of the, the few opportunities we got we scored maybe a goal opportunity we kind of half missed but um, going in at half time we kind of concerned, but n- not too concerned. You could set up again. There was a little bit of a breeze there. We kind of restructured ourselves. The lads seemed in good form. And then straight after half time, I think it was evident after about 10, 15 minutes then that the, that the hunger was with Kandaki and it was just coming again. And what Tipton Fighter was actually the change in the match, really. Uh, we had a half goal chance there, kind of blocked went so far. They went straight up and got the goal, taken brilliantly. But on a personal level, you can't take anything away from Kildaki. There can be absolutely no complaints at all with, with today. I thought they outplayed us, they outfought us, and we can have no complaints. Yeah, I mean, some of the players looked tired, actually. I thought they were a bit well, leggy, I, I thought. You know, yeah, I, I did. I did. Uh, it's hard, it's, listen, it, how can you say anything again, them boys? Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? They've yeah. been an absolutely phenomenal champions. They've been a credit to themselves. And... Uh, I am definitely one. If there's anyone to blame, I'll take the blame myself. I'm not shedding one bit of it on those players. I just thought they've been fantastic people to be involved in, and they're a credit to themselves and the community that they're coming in. Again, it just wasn't their day, and you do have games like that. You know, yeah. you do have games that it hasn't happened to them in a while. In Mead, and in probably the last day, kind of camouflage because the last two or three minutes, 
you know, kind of camouflage over what was what was happening. But listen, they're still a young team. They're going to be they're going to be around for a long, and they're going to be very very hard to beat. You wonder if that goal had been in the last, you know, I think it was number ten, a young number you know, ten. Murphy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for some reason, he just couldn't turn it in. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. The far yeah. Post. But you wonder if that had been. Hey, listen, uh, you can you can if some butts all you like. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. You really really can. Uh, I like the scoreline doesn't change. Uh, like eight points in it, nine points in it at the end. You can't have any complaints with that. You yeah. know what I mean? I just could talk. You were phenomenal. The way they were set up, I thought to a man, I thought to a very 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 efficient and very good. They took the scores, a few long range scores and that, and Podger and all those boys stepped up to the plate again and Garion goals and that. So. Listen, we can't have any complaints. It, it, it's hard to summarise until you see it again over, yeah. you know, the little things and what we could have done wrong or whatever. But uh, just on a level, like I, I will not hold any of my boys accountable. If there's any, if there's anything, it'll be myself, and it could have been probably a change or two more, or probably sooner. But I will not give any faults to my players. They've been a phenomenal bunch of lads to me. The respect that they show to each other and uh, to me has been great, and they've been an absolute. So while David Troy was clearly disappointed there, Jimmy, he uh, very proud of his players and Kiltail have been great champions. There's no denying that. Great champions, yeah. And, uh, you know, David was expressing his uh, feeling the disappointment there, of course, and taking responsibility, as he said himself, he was taking for this defeat. But they just didn't play like they have done in recent years for some reason. Why that in the both finals? And uh, it's, it's I think it was just taken to them, wasn't it, by, by Kildalki? Kildalki yeah, brought well, a level of intensity that Kiltea just wouldn't have faced in the last five years. Well, they have faced some serious challenges in, the, they have in, faced in challenges, recent years. But not that, that level uh, of intensity. But they always intensity. found a way around it, always found a way. They just couldn't this time. No. Uh, no. I think they were tired as well. There, was an, there must be an element of that where the, the five years in a row, it takes an awful lot out of a team. I'm sure I think they were tired. Yeah. But uh, Kildalki manager were one of the joint managers, of course, Daryl Hart and Pat O'Halloran, the joint managers. You caught up with Daryl Hart um, shortly after the final whistle on Sunday, and we'll just have a listen to what Dara had to say. Right, Dara, listen, um, tremendous victory for the team. Um, you had the you had the, the tactics very well, the, the markups sorted out very well. Yeah, I suppose we, we thought they went well the last day. We made a couple of small positional adjustments. Uh, today and I thought like they kind of worked but look that's only as good as the lads that are playing I mean yeah. you know you, you, you detail the likes of Martin Doran with, with Mark Sullivan and, and you're hoping for the best and like it's on to the players I mean we can do some more amount of tactics on the line but you know awesome second half in the players there against, against fantastic champions I mean Kintail yeah. have been a fantastic team they brought the thing to a whole new level you know they've been very very competitive in Leinster and you know we respected that some days it goes well for you, you know, and it didn't probably a little bit of hunger today, it just got us over the line, you know. Well, in terms of, uh, you had a, they had an extra man, a sweeper, but you played uh, an extra man around midfield where you just won an awful lot of ball. It took them all the first half to sort that out, it, you it, know, I think, and but the, the scores from distance as well. It, it did, and actually in the end they probably abandoned the sweeper altogether, yeah, and it probably did, suited yeah. us because we got a little bit more yeah, space did, here yeah. at, the, at the Amandis end, like, you know what I mean, which really suited us, like, you know, and we were kind of hoping to draw that into, the, into that, like they said, like, probably the last day they did that, and we didn't react quick enough uh, yeah. on the line, like, you know. But we, we kind of got them to push up on the on our kind of podge around the middle field and that suits us inside because then Paddy and uh, Mickey went away a loads of space inside. So yeah, look at it, uh, you kind of get the things right and wrong on days, you know, we probably the last two were probably the better team for a lot of it, but 
Catale being Catale had their spell and, and, and could, have, could have won like you know what I mean so yeah so at the start of the year yourself and Nicky took over the team you know it, it was an unusual arrangement I suppose the two years but uh, it worked out extremely well didn't it it did with some patch yeah um, patch, yeah, yeah no look at, and joint managers can be a funny kind of a thing like you know what I mean yeah. sometimes it works sometimes it don't but probably there's such a yin and yang between us that it probably do, does work like you know what I mean and yeah. uh, I look he's, he's an exceptional man he's a great motivator he's great you know what I mean he'll call it straight you know what I mean and all that like so Look, uh, you know, he's a magnificent man on the line. And then, like the Carl Levy and, and, and Martin Carr, lock him into the bone, like, you know what I mean? And they bring a huge amount. They're down training every night of the week. And, and they're watching, and they, they make a lot of changes on the line there, too, because they're just real good hurling brains, too, like, you know? Yeah, but it worked out well between the two. Everybody, they, the whole chemistry worked anyway. Uh, just uh, the fitness as well, you know, it was tremendous fitness. You, you lost them earlier in the year. You, often, you had to make readjustments. You, you certainly did that through the championship. Yeah, and I'll be honest, I thought, uh, and I said this to Frank last week, I, I thought that uh, we were actually in a good shape going into the first game, to be honest with you. And, okay. you know, we went home very disappointed from that. Uh, you know, I just, you know, you're thinking at that stage, geez, uh, are we doing something wrong here? Like, you know what I mean? But we sat down with the players and kind of got ourselves back on track. You know, and, and like, I'd say we were well up for that, but uh, over the year, our hurling just came a bit better and, and our fitness definitely came. And, you know, Spuddy would be a great man for fitness probably more than I would, like, you know what I mean? And, and uh, I looked like, you know, sometimes fitness... You know, sometimes when you're a hungrier team, you know, the fitness comes a bit more. And I saw that here in 2012 when Catale ended our run. Like, you know what I mean? It wasn't probably fitness a bit, as it was just the legs just were, were kind of, were probably just not there when you're looking for them. Like, you know what I mean? And more psychological maybe than actually muscle mass. Like, yeah, you know yeah, what I, mean? I, I was suggesting maybe Kadoki might work out, use a psychologist to try, yeah, and no, try I, and get from the first leg. I but, saw that. The only psychologist we use is were uh, the heart and, uh, and O'Halloran psychology was the only ones we actually <laughs> did use. But yeah. uh, no, I saw that. I mean, we're looking towards the only one to say that, to be honest with you. And, you know, I mean, like Catale have had our measure in the big games. You know, we beat them in an odd league game and that, but they have had our measure in the big games over the years. Like, so, you know, we put a lot of you know, thought into it and whatever. But we just felt, you know, if you, you, know, if you did bring in a psychologist, then you're doing something different. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And are you worried too much about them? So we just we went back, hurled away. We actually hurled below and Bliver, gave us facilities under lights, uh, brilliant facilities. Bliver, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah and, 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 and thanks to them. And, and you know, just, just tipped away on our own and kind of got our heads right again. And, you know, I felt we kind of felt good a couple of hours after the after the re, after the drawn game. You know what I mean? The initial thing is obviously disappointment that you can get over the line. But I think fairly quickly the lads kind of got their head around the fact that uh, you know we, we still we're still in it and, and we bossed a lot of that game. You know what I mean? And you know you're just you're setting yourself up then for today. So, like. so they took encouragement from that draw. De- in the definitely, draw yeah. Then. I think by the time we got uh, we had a meal in the Castle Arch after the drawn game, and uh, I think by the time we got to the Castle Arch, the lads were in their heads that uh, you know we were, that things were uh, things were. Good for the, good for the, looking good for the second day and that. You know yeah. what I mean? I think straight away it's important that you're going to get your head back right because if you, if you lull for three or four days, you've lost a lot of momentum then, like, you know what I mean? Sure, so sure. I think the lads got, when we got back out in the field, went tonight. Actually, with that meeting there after the, yeah. the draw, that night, sorry. You well, I just went for a meal in it, like, but you know, oh, just, night, just yeah, begin yeah. to talk to the lads, you know what I mean? Yeah. And obviously disappointment, but just begin to talk, getting the lads' heads, like, look at we have, we're the better team for a long time on it, and, yeah. uh, you know, I think that that began to work, and I think by Monday or Tuesday evening, these lads in their head that we were right up for the replay, like, you know what I mean? And, and you know, that's, that's, that's been how it worked out, you know? I suppose, as you'd, as you'd expect there, Jimmy, Daryl Hart delighted um, with the success. And we had suggested in last week's podcast that maybe Kildaki needed to bring in a psychologist just to mm. talk and get the minds right ahead of the game. But Daryl wasn't having any of that there, as he said. Uh, it was just about the players, you know, working hard and, and getting down to work and, and getting right in their heads themselves to get out and, and well I think we were just uh, gently suggesting Fergus I was rather that the Kildaki players the mice need a psychologist to sort of 
get o- get over this thing that uh, normally exists in, in Gaelic games of where if you lose a first final to strong favourites uh, and you you know you don't make the, most of your chances you don't generally get a second chance but they certainly did, they didn't need uh, the strength to rely on their their hurling skills and abilities well, and tactics well probably one one man who displayed those hurling skills most and better than anybody else on the day was Paddy Keneally uh, I think he finished with eight points five five of them from freeze but his three points from play were absolutely unbelievable scores and it was no no surprise that he won the player of the match brilliant Jimmy you caught up with Paddy Keneally uh, just after the game as well it's came into the game fully believing obviously you know you weren't um, put off by the fact that Kintail you know had a second chance and yeah, absolutely, and absolutely not if anything I felt actually a bit more pressure coming into the game today because OK, we were lucky to get out of the game with a draw um, last book of the game the last day, but we felt that we were the better team for the majority of the, the first game. And it kind of gave us gave, gave the team, I think, a, a, bit, a bit more belief going into the second day. We felt that if we could stay in the game for, as long, for, for those long periods when Kiltail really blitz you early on, and they did have their purple patches, we talked about that. But we felt if we could stay in the game for long periods, our hunger and desire would get us over the line. And that great, so, that great bench we have as well, which really came to the fore. So. But you had to, to sort of um, be intense as... as the intensity had to be the same. Ah, yeah, we talked about yeah. that. Like definitely, like the first day, we felt the attitude, the desire was there. Um, we, we we felt we made a few mistakes, and obviously that's going to happen on in, in any game. But we felt if we could bring the same attitude, desire, match ups right, we'd every chance. And thanks be to God, we got over the line. Yeah, yeah. You weren't in the least diminished. Uh, you, you had a brilliant game. Was it part of the strategy to take shots from distance? That was. I will look like it. We were. We were we were playing with uh, with five and forwards for long periods of that game, and they're not. Kiltail are great defenders, so you're obviously going to be hitting it off the back foot a lot more, and the goal chances won't won't appear because they have that spare man David Dunn who played it brilliantly. I felt very annoying on my part having to look at him the whole time hurling the ball, but uh, yeah, you're going to have to take shots from distance, and we've seen that from Park Gag and Sean Heavy, Luke Rickard in the first half, unbelievable scores, and at times when we really did need them. Mm. So man of the match as well, great way to finish. Ah, yeah, look, it's great. It's it's a it's a lovely award, but I, I felt I think. There were so many good performances over the field. I don't know who you could have given it to personally. I'm not just saying that, being modest, but, but there were so many people all over the field that played so well that I was the lad taking the freeze. It was the easy option to give it to me, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, you know, Paddy trying to be a little bit humble there and saying that he was the man that just takes the freeze and, and he was basically in the right place at the right time, but it was a superb performance for Paddy. Yeah, particularly in the first half, uh, Paddy was just uh, brilliant. It was unmarkable. Uh, uh, unmarkable. The best display I've seen in, in Park Tolton in a hurling match for, for uh, some time, for a long time, and uh, he you know he was just uh, superb and he was a leader there, but there were, there were so many heroes uh, in the, that Kaldaki team, but he certainly was right up there. Yeah, uh, you know, it's the fifth fifth senior hurling title for Kildalki. The first one was won in the boardroom in, in 1951. Is, yeah. that, is that when it was? And That's right, 1951, uh, November 1951. Uh, Kilmessen, uh, they played Kilmessen, uh, but Kilmessen were late... Uh, wouldn't come out of the dressing room for, apparently for the first until an hour to, they're late getting onto the pitch and uh, uh, they beat Kildaki but it was overturned so Kildaki didn't lodge an, an, a, com, a complaint now or anything was, like that on appeal as I was reminded this week by, by a great Kildaki supporter I say you drank some pints Jimmy yeah. celebrating that one in 1951 <laughs> you were on the beer for a week I heard well but um, and and you know, three in a row in 2009, 10, 11. So yeah. they're, and they've been one of the most consistent clubs 
consistent hurling teams in the championship over the last 10-15 years uh, so great credit to Kildalki but a special word Jimmy for Kiltail five in a row champions just didn't make it to that six in a row to match the Kilmessen team of the mid to late 40s but there's no doubt they've been unreal champions a brilliant team a brilliant collection of uh, individuals who year after year came back as I say overcame so many different challenges um, teams sought to put it up to them in different ways and, and each time they, they met the challenge with great with great spirit great team fantastic and there's no doubt they'll be back again because plenty of good young players there and you look at the performance of Marcus Sullivan at the weekend was they didn't have too many highlights Kiltail but Marcus Sullivan was outstanding Mark was this and uh, four points. He got four points from play. Yeah. He uh, he led the resistance there for for ages in the first half on Kildalki, especially uh, towards the end of the first half. Uh, and um, you know a, a great player. You know Ron and Ryan, Ross Ryan. All you know. All we we saw we, one of the surprises before the start was Shane McGann. We, we didn't expect Shane now to start. He was uh, expected to go on to some travels and so on. But uh, he obviously wanted to be part of this. And why wouldn't he? Because if they, you know they'd have made six in a row. It's will, will they come? They'll be back next year, of course. They will. Sure, they will. Sure, they will. Uh, it was a busy weekend, Jimmy, and we don't have uh, interviews, or we can't. We won't linger too long on a couple of other finals. Uh, Retote, I suppose uh, they'll see their victory over Kilbride by two fifteen to one nine is the perfect boost um, ahead of the senior final next weekend, which we will look forward to again. So uh, a little bit disappointing for Kilbride to lose out. They've been there thereabouts in the Junior B. Uh, Ratote of course winning uh, by as I said 215 to 19 the Junior B Championship this year uh, remarkable achievement for Ratote having won the Junior C last year to come up and then win the Junior B but with the restructuring of the championships next year they won't get to play in Junior A but they'll be a very strong team in the Reserve Championship next year as well um, Another the other game on Saturday was the Junior D Championship final which saw Wolf Tones defeat St. Colin Kills by 3-8 to one three, it was. Um, I suppose it was the battle of the veterans. There was a, a very strong, uh, experienced spine to the Wolf Tones team. You had Kieran McLaughlin. You had uh, Ray Dorn was there. Mark Coleman, David Coleman, David O'Neill, and also in the corner back position, you had Dara Brown for Wolf Tones. Um, it was a remarkable achievement in that the Junior D win that they had on Saturday sees them complete his medal hall with Wolf Tones. He's won. Junior D, Junior C, Junior B, Junior A, Intermediate and Senior Football medals. So it's a remarkable achievement from Dara Brown. And uh, I'm sure, no doubt, he'll be uh, eager to keep going next year and, and try and add another one to that, another medal to his Hall of Medals. But a remarkable achievement for Dara Brown. Amazing to be able to do something like that, Jimmy. Absolutely, yes. Uh, Full uh, collection. Yes, yeah. Incredible achievement, really, you know, and uh, it's, a, it's a testament to the man's commitment to, to his sport. But, uh, you, you know, for the um, the junior folk, you know, you, you mentioned Retote there. They are an emerging force and that victory there last weekend uh, d- demonstrated that. Uh, you feel very sorry for Kilbride, though. You know, this is a, they've lost a final now, two finals, I think, and a semi-final in recent yeah, years. Yeah. So, you know, but they're a common force as well. But, my gosh, you have to sort of... Uh, Feel sorry for them because yeah, uh, I think they were really confident them, yeah. this time. They were, they were really uh, played. They were brilliant in the second half. But it was a good Kilbride or good Rato team. It, it, that it really half was a good semi-final. Yeah. Uh, just to wrap up on the hurling front before uh, we move on to look ahead to next week. Um, Clannagale, the the mid intermediate hurling championships were in Leinster Junior 
club action and they had a, a huge win 417 to 110 over Kildare uh, champions Minute. so all going well in, in Clannagale at the minute and uh, as well as looking ahead to the junior football championship final next week uh, which we will in a few minutes they have a have a Leinster semi-final I think it is to look forward to it's great for clubs isn't it you know the, this, these Leinster competitions are are um, that you know they're, they're great for giving young players experience and um, I know it extends the season and it can be for some some dual clubs and that it can be difficult but it's uh, you know it's it's a great adventure for them just looking ahead to next week Jimmy we'll start with the junior final the junior championship final is on on Saturday I'm right in saying it's on Saturday uh, as the curtain raiser to the intermediate football final and is a repeat of the A-League Division 4 final from a couple of weeks ago, which Moila managed to, to see off Clan Gael. Um, do you think we'll get a repeat of that this, this Saturday, Jimmy? I don't. I think uh, Clan Gael seem to have turned a corner since then. And, and uh, their manager, Tommy Hanley, uh, as we, we may hear, uh, he, he was suggesting about that as well, how, uh, he may, you know, how they learn an awful lot from that defeat. Now, it was a very bitter, bitter defeat, but they learned an awful lot. But I think they'll win it. They'll turn it around this time. Yeah, first up, we're going to hear from Joe Melia, who is uh, the Moila captain. I think he's the captain for Moila, isn't he, Joe? Yeah, he is. Uh, so first up, we'll hear from Joe Melia and, and his views on the game and how he doesn't believe that um that he doesn't believe for one minute that the, the league final result will have any bearing on Saturday's final. You know you, you met earlier on in the year in the league final. Yeah. Um how much a bearing will that have do you think Joe? Um, I don't think um, much at all to be honest. Um a league final is not a championship uh, match either, if you know what I mean. The, I suppose the timing of the league final, the way it fell, was was sort of between championship rounds. Um, both teams were a little bit depleted on the day, and I, I suppose if, if if form has shown us anything since the league final, Planagale have, have beaten a very good St Ulton's team and a and a very very good Beliver team uh, in yes. the semi final. So. Look, we're going into it with our eyes wide open that, uh, that a league final victory, while it was enjoyable and, and stood on its own merit, um, isn't anything to, to go by for, for the championship final itself. Yeah, uh, as you say, you, you, you played very well um, in, in the this, in this semi-final. You know, um, Dunsany, you, you really you went to extra time. It, it, is, that, is that a part of this... this uh, Part of this team, this resilience that obviously you showed there, is that? Yeah, look, there's large parts of the semi-final we wouldn't be happy with uh, right. in terms of how we played, uh, only scoring a point in the first half. But um, I suppose the ability to dig it out and, and to sort of find a way is, is something that, that we'd be happy with. Um, lots that we wouldn't be happy with and lots of room for improvement. But um, I suppose that's maybe something that, that Kevin has brought to us this year is that the that fighting spirit a little bit more to, to sort of keep going till, till he's a great end. man for the self-belief as well and getting that into teams and so on he always he focuses on that a lot yeah Kevin's a, a very good young coach I'll still call him a young coach <laughs> yeah but, delighted uh, with that yeah um, he's, he's a very good coach he had three good years with Dunderry he was unlucky to maybe not win an intermediate title with Dunderry in his time um, so he's, he's he's brought something different and fresh to us this year definitely he's a He's a players manager. He knows how to get the best out of out of players um, and what he's what he works with. So, look at he's 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 brought his he's brought his personality to it as well. Mm. So, um, uh, and I suppose it's stood us good stead so far. Uh, I suppose the fact that you uh, 
well, some people will see as a favourites, but uh, Clonagale after the victory over who everybody expected would yeah. would win the championship. Um, you they'll be kind of favourites now. I but I, I don't I, know if that makes. I, any I would difference. think so. Yeah, look, starting out at the start of the year, Bliver would have been towards the top of everyone's list. Um, they taught us a lesson in Navin, certainly. Um, Alton's came down from intermediate last year, and 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 are a strong team. So, at boy haven't beaten both. Uh, the Ultons in the quarter-final and, and Beliver in the semi-final, I think they go into the final as, as deserved favourites. Um, a league final victory over them a couple of weeks ago it sort of puts it, it's put into perspective with, with the more recent results that, that uh, Clannagale have had. So, um, look, at, they're, they're a very strong, fast team. Uh, they had a game plan that, that uh, restricted Beliver a lot. Uh, and, yeah. and look at the. I'm sure that they'll look to impose that on us as well. The fact that we talk about um, motivation, but you you guys lost the final what two years ago, uh, Joe. Uh, if it never went from the very start. I think he's conceded an early goal and it went downhill from there, kind of thing. Yeah, um, that's a motivation, surely. Yeah, look, I, I suppose we previous to that we haven't played in a final since '99, uh, so we, we maybe we've learned a bit from that, but. Um, on the day, we were beaten by a, a strong Mead Hill team, um, but yeah, we, we fell behind early early on and, and were chasing our tail, but but, but couldn't get there. But um, a very strong Mead Hill team on the day that are that are more than holding their own now at intermediate. Um, we'd be the nucleus of that team from two years ago, as is the way with a small rural club. It, 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 it's the same same panel of lads again, so. What are we've uh, what are we've learned on it in, in the intervening two years is to be to be confirmed. But I'm, I'm sure it's a very great motivation to, to make up for that. Uh, certainly, look, it, it, losing any final, getting to a final is enjoyable. Losing it's uh, disappointing, certainly. So, um, yeah, I think getting getting back there again is is is, is uh, we're determined to work hard on the day and and, and to, to to see where that takes us. Mm. Um, but no, look, it's it's great to be back there again, and and I suppose we'll we'll uh, we'll go at it from the word go. Yeah, so Jimmy, uh, that was Joe Amelia from Moyla. Um, as we said before, we led into it. He doesn't think that the league final will have any bearing on Saturday's result, and I suppose Clonagale manager Tom Hanley has knows all about it. Has plenty of medals to his own name as well, and he's looking forward to the final as well. Um, we'll just take just a few words from Tom Hanley there. You spoke to him as well uh, during the week, so we'll just have a, a quick word with, with Tom Hanley here. Yeah, I mean, it's it started. I suppose you had your difficulties, you had your problems earlier on. Um, you know, well, we, 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 I suppose starting off with a really young team, like you know, mm. we're such a young team. We have uh, probably when we started out in January, it was probably. Uh, as as who have played this year already, there was there was um, seven of them lads only seventeen, so they're all, they're all just after turning eighteen this year. So seven of that starting team yesterday would have been seventeen at the start of the year. So it's a seriously young team, like you know. So mm. so we are only probably rebuilding a team, you know. So yeah. and it's just we probably are a bit ahead of schedule and on that level, like you know. So uh, look at uh, we're. Probably a, a a rolling team, you know. We 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 like to move the ball fast and quick, and 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 um, look, it has paid dividends for us so far anyway. So look, we're just delighted to be in the final, really. You know, we, we know how good Beliver were, and we were, um, you know, we, we showed them a lot of respect as well, but not too much. 
but uh, so it was a massive win for us yesterday just a massive win for us you know yeah it was uh, because you know I, I suppose everyone in the county really fancied Blyver to win it out like not, not only to beat us but to go on and win it out like you know and they had such a good year last year they were unlucky in the semi-final last year so and you talked about learning an awful lot from that Moyla game that Division 4 final yeah um, what what kind of what did you learn well <laughs> I don't want yeah. to say too much about yeah, what we learned we have to meet them now in the final of this so yeah, yeah. it's the second fan they've yeah. beaten us twice already this year they've beaten us in the league uh, they beat us in the league and they beat us in the final of the league and now we're playing them in the final of the championship so um, we, I won't say too You've much you learned some lessons out a lot of valuable yeah, lessons valuable, absolutely valuable lessons yeah yeah, yeah, yeah definitely we've changed the way we play it starting out you know yeah we're probably not as naive as we were. <laughs> well, a young team and experience, you know, it's yeah. going to take a lot. Yeah. How many years now you manager Tommy? A second year now. Only yeah. a second year. So yeah. last year you just didn't be, what qualifiers was it? Um, no, we, no were, we just we didn't even get out of the group, group last yeah, yeah, year. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. but um, but having said that, there was a couple of games we could have won. We we probably played really well again. Karen Ross, who was the fancy team last year, and probably could have beat Karen Ross Barford. Two, two late goals really mm. you know we, we we played really well that day but it, it's probably a totally different team this year like you know we just mm. made a lot of changes and we just went with youth and uh, it's, we're reaping the rewards from it you yeah, know yeah but that, yesterday he's had to be our defence now and this, is, this is a preview for the for the final really it's not about yesterday but um, you know yesterday you had to be very defensive and so on and um, yeah, we were set up different. Yeah, definitely yeah. set up different. We, 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 we defence was key yesterday. Defence yes, was key, was. and and it probably will be going forward as well. You know. Yeah. But uh, you know, up before yesterday, we were probably an all-out attacking team. You know, we, we we really did put up big scores all year, and any games we won, we really won well. Uh, and but we were letting goals scores in the other end as well. But we didn't mind because we were we were winning games well. So we we kind of probably. You know, when then when we met Myla, we realised we had to tighten up the back. They cut through us three or four times in the first half, and only for yeah. our goalie, Owen Griffin, who's brilliant, only for him, we could have been That's right, yeah. bet by more, you yeah. know. So, like, I think Beliver got it hard to break us down yesterday, you know. So, mm. we were really happy with the way that has. We worked really hard on it. It just didn't happen overnight. There's a lot of work that's gone into that. Yeah, and uh, thanks be to God that the players have bought into the way we want to play. Yeah, a change within a couple of weeks, like, really, you had to change everything, yeah. you know. So, a lot yeah. of work in the training ground. Yeah, a lot of work, yeah, and a lot of work on the board, and a lot mm. of walkthroughs and things like that, you know. Mm. And, and, and uh, thanks be to God it worked yesterday, yeah, you know. Yeah, it was brilliant. You were delighted yeah. with that. Uh, um, but this will give the lads a, a tremendous confidence when it not? I think know? it will I think it will yeah and we're looking forward to the final we know Myler are a great team as well they're a very yeah. strong team you know they were in the final two years ago you know and mm. they have that experience and they're a lot older team than us and probably a lot more physical than us but uh, we're looking forward to it you know yeah. it's great to be there and it, yeah for, it means so much does the fact that you're quite, uh, already qualified intermediate next year does that sort of uh, Diminish the hunger a little bit. Absolutely or? not. Absolutely mm. not. We want to go. We when we it, it, we'd be very disappointed to go up and not win it. You know, no, mm. no, no more than Myla. You know, they'd be the same. But you know, you want to go up intermediate as champions. You and know? where do you see their 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 main danger as Myla? Ah, oh, they're very strong everywhere. They're, and yeah. they're a, they're a real they're play as a team. They're a unit. You know, they're not dependent on any one individual. I think uh, they play as a team. Of course, Tommy Riley and Sean Riley are two magnificent mm. players. Mm. Probably two of the standout players. But everyone puts their shoulder to the wheel and we'd like to think we're a little bit like that as well you know we're not depending on you know we all year we've used 25 players all year so we're not depending on anyone we've missed we missed our you know key men there at different stages Dara Griffin or Keane Swain or any of them and lads have come in and done a job for us and we've we, 
we've we've got through. We only had one defeat all year, so yeah, you know, so that, that was in the in the in the, in the championship. In the that was against um, St Vincent. St Vincent's okay. So uh, we were a good team. So uh, and 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 probably a bit like mile as well. The defensive teams we were just getting it hard to break down. You know, yeah. so. And you played for Mead now in the, in the, in the early in the mid nineties, and so you won a national league with them, I think, in ninety four. That's right. right. How long did you play with them, Tommy? Oh, a few years with them. Yeah, we would have won an All Ireland minor and an All Ireland under twenty one as well. So and then won a national yeah, league. I yeah. didn't win a senior All Ireland, but uh, no, that were great years as well. Yeah. Are you taking out of what you learned there from master like Sean Boyle? Oh, Are you taking absolutely. A lot, like, absolutely. Uh, we, we, uh, I was blessed to try under so many good managers like Sean Boyle and Benny Reddy. Uh, you know, Matty McCabe, uh, loads of them, Eamon Barry, all, you take little bits from everyone. Yeah. And I, I've, I've trained under so many great managers, like, you know, and good men, you know. With Clannagale and Mead, yeah. With Clannagale and Mead, yeah. So, uh, look, don't, yeah, just little things that hit home with you, and they're the things you try and bring to, yeah. to, 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 to what your style of management, What would you, know? you say is the most important thing in the management, Tommy? Uh, if you can get honesty from players. Okay. I think yeah. honesty is massive. If you get lads to be honest, honest with themselves and honest on the pitch, or honest the best. The yeah, give the best. If you've that, that's that's a, a way above skill, uh, skill or uh, ability. I think honesty. There's a few things above uh, ability. I think uh, honesty is definitely one, and and commitment and ability then is a little bit lower down, you know, yeah. definitely, okay. because there's a, there's a, we probably have better players that maybe isn't even on, in, in, on, 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 in the dugout with us, they're just and not able to give that commitment for whatever reason. management jobs um, did you have, uh, Tommy? Yeah. Uh, well, I was with the old Castle boys yeah. there, so uh, we got to a, a semi-final, uh, uh, I, went, I left them and came to Clonagale, Clonagale yeah. so asked me to do that job, so I left old Castle after a year and... I was with Dunderry as well and Trumbarra as well. So. Trumbarra, you managed all yeah, those teams. Yeah. So, but, but you played for Clan de Gael, um, yeah. uh, that was your team at Boy. Oh, yeah, at 20, boy, wasn't 20, it, uh, years, 20 plus years, yeah. With that boy, then Clan de Gael. boy and Clan de Gael, yeah. Without winning all that much? Uh, very little, very <laughs> little. We won a junior, we won, we won the junior um, uh, around 12 years ago. Uh, and we went on and won an All Ireland Leinster uh, club. We went on and won the club uh, Leinster club, and we were beaten in the All Ireland semi final by a uh, throne team. Jimmy, you're a busy man. That was I don't know how long we're into the podcast now, and that's five or six interviews you've done there. But uh, everybody speaks positive, and and uh, Tom Hanley there really looking forward to Saturday's final. Yeah, as I say, he has the the team has been transformed I suppose a, a very young team he's, as he explained there at the start of the year with a, with a new group of players and uh, but they really showed that they've matured and come on an awful lot in the semi-final against Beliver because everybody has expected Beliver to win that game but Lana Gale shone that day Fergal so I think they, they, that's I think they're on a, a trajectory now a different one up to uh, a different path to, to victory on, on this weekend Very good Jimmy yeah, they, um, of course the main I suppose the main course on the uh, on the menu on at Partholchen on Saturday is the intermediate football final between Trim and Nobber. Excuse that phone there. Is between Trim and Nobber, uh, as we said, is the is the headline act in Partholchen on Saturday. Um, Trim very impressive, Jimmy, against Oldcastle in the semi final. 
Nobber equally is impressive in beating a, a highly fancy Castletown team. It's going to be a tough one to call this. It's going to be very tough, but I, I, I'm going for Trim on this occasion, uh, Fergal, because I think, uh, you know, I, I did I did see them in, in the last couple of matches. Now, they did struggle against Jalik Belgistown, but they were four points down twice in the closing stages in that game, and they came back each time. So that, that shows great spirit, of course, and, and desire and hunger. And... Uh, um, but I think th- they are beginning to really. They were very impressive in the semi final. Very impressive. So well, you uh, uh, overcame uh, a, 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 st- a strong Oldcastle side. Again, Jimmy, you're busy uh, out and about recording interviews. So you caught up with trim manager Brendan Murphy, who spoke to you about his, uh, you know, where he learned, you know, little nuggets of information that he takes from his professional career as a soccer player in England and and also as a selector with Mead and a player with Mead when he did return from England and uh, a very interesting interview here with Brendan Murphy. We, we, we spoke about the performance there in the semi-final, you know, yeah. it, it was superb. You, must have been, you were obviously very pleased with that. Uh, yeah, well, just, I mean, we're absolutely delighted to get over the line. You know, leading up to the game, you expect, obviously, you know, all cast an amazingly tough game. Look, the scoreboard would suggest you know, we obviously were stronger on the day, but you know, as I think I mentioned after that, the lads were out on their feet. Like you know, they it was still a very tough game. Some sore bodies there training last night. So yeah. uh, look, it's important just to keep keep grounded and keep our feet. You know, keep our feet on the ground. You know, it's a nine point win. We still we know it's going to be a totally different game the next day. Um, you know, Norbert are unbeaten in the campaign so far, so we we have to have a workout out there. But look, we're just enjoying training. We're going to work work hard, prepare as, as best we can, and. Just give it a good shot and then start of the week. You, uh, you, this is your second year as manager. Second, yeah. Yeah. Um, what other roles have you had in trim? You know, what other um, roles in terms? Club-wise, not, not a, nothing really. I mean, it's probably I finished, let's say, finished playing for me in 2011. The following year, I was a player trainer for the intermediate team. And we actually could be just had been relegated in, in 2011. So I trained the team, John Andrews as manager. Um, uh, we actually got to the final that year in the Fina Bettis. But then outside that, I've been involved with the county setup really, uh, the goalkeeping coach, you know, right through with, with Banty and then with Mikko right through, and it was a selector with Mikko then this final year. Um, so, as regards club, this has been the first couple of uh, proper official uh, appointment I've had with, with the club itself since we, we meet days really. And, um, you know, you, you've worked under. A lot of managers, Joe Kinnear. Yeah, where, yeah. Who, who would actually work on there in soccer? You know, Joe Kinnear, Bradford City. Who yeah, um, Laurie Sanchez and Mick Hartford, okay. and Frank Stapleton. I worked under all those. Um, long time, long Bradford. Bradford, yeah. yeah, long time ago now at this stage. So you've taken a lot from what yeah, no, yeah. And well, look, and with the Ireland setup of um, Mick, Mick McCarthy and uh, Ian Evans were the over the, the international setup at that stage as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, I'm working with Sean right through the, the GA days. Like, you, you pluck little tiny bits out of all your experiences over the years, um, whether it be from the fitness side of it, the, 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 the psychology side of it, and as a player as well, and you put your own little twist on it, and with your help of your management team, you just try and put together a, a package that you think is good enough to prepare a group of lads to, to, to be the best they can be, and, and that's pretty much it, really. I mean, I have a lot to learn still myself. I mean, I'd be... A, I'm probably a coach by trade, but you know I'm a manager now, so I've still an awful lot to, to work yeah. in both aspects of it. Because you do both as a club man, you're, you're manager slash coach, really. But I've I've good help from the management team as well. How long were you professional over in England? Uh, 
Um, I, I went over uh, 94, um, eight years, I think, in total. In total, yeah. So, a lot of them with Wimbledon. Though. Yeah, five years with Wimbledon, a year with Bradford City, and two years with Kidderminster Harriers in the League Two, yeah. So, what was Joe? Can you like manage? Uh, yeah, well, look, it's, it's a professional setup. It's a little bit different. Um, it's, a, it's a bit more intense, a bit more stressful. Um, you know, I would have been kind of a reserve player, wouldn't have had that much dealings with him. Like, you know, you'd, you'd be training with the first team or you're traveling now and again. But uh, it was very business like and uh, a very pressurized environment now, you know. So it's, you know, it was a, it's a bit more probably relaxed, in the, <laughs> even from my me days or as it is now, it's a little bit more relaxed. So it's very difficult to co- compare uh, a professional setup now to totally amateur setup. But uh, look, I still remember things, pick up things. F- from back then that I, I I bring to the to train and even now and or even like what, what, what would you well no just you know how, just how to prepare or even to, what to say to players and you know that sort of way so you can you pick up little things over the years what would you say is the most important thing manager you know look for from a player or engendering a team or creating a team what would you think well there's a, a lot of things really I mean there's a I suppose you just gotta get the lads fit. I mean, for starters, you know things you're in control of, working on the fundamentals, the basics of the game. Um, but look, you look, you're only as good as the attitude of your of your players as well, and the the drive of them. You know, you need your leaders on the pitch and on the training ground. So without that, you know, it's it, you've nothing really. So and I'm fortunate enough to have a great group of lads who have that in abundance. So uh, hopefully we can bring it to the game on Saturday week. Is didn't fire against the league, Ben? You sound oh, yeah, I know you won the game, Brendan. But, yeah. uh, was times struggling that you were four points down twice I think in that game yeah yeah but look you know you're never going to have your own way for the full hour like that's a really good the league side very well prepared and uh, it was a really really good test for us Um, but as you say look it's a sort of win that really drives the team on because as I say you you were looking at you know six minutes to go four four down and we managed to kick on and go and win the game so you know it it was a nice stress room to be in after that game so and that those sort of wins would bring this group of players on. They're very young, and it's something we probably been missing the last few years. You know, they're, they're just that result where in the past we may not have just be able to crawl it back, and we've got it under yeah, our belt like, now. Like so, along with the previous year, you got caught there at the end. We got caught at the very end, you know. But it's, uh, I think the, the, the nature of it, because it was so late in the game, it would knock the the, sa- the, the wind out of a lot of team sales and the start of extra time they just got the scores very quickly and just the game was dead you know so it was a very hard one to take but look that's well behind us now and we're, we're just looking forward to yeah, the Yeah I mean you fired against Old Castle you were brilliant uh, from yeah. most of that game you know and uh, that was probably your best performance you'd be probably a team that performs in the semi-final can all you know can sort of be a bit concerned that that's yeah of course that, so you, that you, was you, the peak you know but yeah well you'd always be worried about complacency I worry, I, I worry about going into every game you know what I mean so uh Again, we've just try, we're going to try and prepare the same as we have every other game, and uh, we just you know we not never take anyone for granted. They're all going to be 50, 50 games, and there's never anything between us when the two teams meet. They're another uh, unbeaten all year, so look, we know we're going to have our work cut out, and we're just going to have to just work as hard as we possibly can to try and get into the game. If we don't, we'll be in trouble. Yeah, you, you played them in the league. Yeah, but the league, you know, both teams were down to the bare bones, you know, half a team, so you you can't really judge it, you know, and we played them in the league last year, it was a right good game up up in uh, Nobber, both teams had a fairly full team and I think they they just got a goal near the end, I think they draw the game, I think it was, or maybe win it by a point, so never, never much in the games between us and uh, obviously, you know, 
I won't say I don't care who's say who's favourite and that we know it's going to be a 50-50 game and that is it well you'd be favourites I think I think you know, the bookies and that were looking yeah. Oldcastle were a favourite last weekend so look mm. you know he wouldn't look too much into that now but look it's the final um, Narborough trimmed there's not knock there's going to be kicking the ball in and that's, that's it yeah you played senior for, for trim you played obviously when they were in senior football you, mm. you were back of course they were relegated uh, 2011 11. yeah it's um, you know it's so hard to get back out of the, the intermediate isn't it football yeah it is um, you know the, the, the crew of players that we probably had in 11 we got as I was saying in the interview earlier in the interview we got, we got straight back to a, an intermediate final in 12 and we didn't win it, but it was an aging team. So if we had gone up, we probably would have probably struggled to be able to yo yoed anyway. We probably would have come down in a, in a year or two after that. Um, but it is tough. There's so many teams of sim on a par, um, you know, and you know, there's, there's five or six teams who, who you know, have a very similar standard. And you know, I suppose not a lot of tough North main teams up there as well. So like, it is so difficult. Like it's. Historically, it's so difficult to get out of it, and you can find yourself there for ten years before you know it. So, you know, if you need to get the right group of players through and the right attitude, you know, and that bit of luck, just to get you up. With the, with the fact that you, you know, you're going in and big expectation and trim, you expect trim to be up in the senior ranks. Would that put more pressure on you? I ah, know, I don't think so. Like, but you, you can't exactly say we've been knocking on the door and like that. Like, we, we've lost the last three quarter finals, so you know, it's not as if, as I say. It's not we getting the finals every year, semi finals. You know, we we just set out the start of the year. So look, can we improve a little bit more on last year? That's all we can do. We never spoke about winning champions or anything like that because there's too much football to be played. We've we've the, we're a dual club. There's an awful lot of hurling to be played as well. So we literally take every week as it comes. Um, you know, the lads have a lot on their plate, especially the dual lads playing the senior hurling championship as well as that. So that's it. Look, we just try and tr- improve as we go along and uh, you know work as hard as we can and you know yeah. that's it. Is there is there too much? Uh, sorry, young Lynch like there seems to be a lot of reliance on him. He got one seven against Oldcastle, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I think he got ten yeah. points the day before. But yeah, look, I mean, he, he is a you know he's young, he's a he's a young man, but he's well able to take the pressure. He, mm. He's a, he's our you know the other forwards around him are chipping him with scores yeah. as well. But he yeah. like, he is a handful. Like Brian Farrell is going to be a handful as well. So it's mm. going to be just a, a very interesting to see how they those two kind of uh, forwards fare out on the day so uh, I'm sure uh, the neutrals will be looking forward to see how both get on when you look at number like where do you see their their danger like you mentioned Brian Farland Brian Farland and Jody yeah, Morris inside yeah. a, a, a two tasty inside forwards you know more than ourselves yeah. we've, 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 it, we've three or four tasty lads up there as well so look it's just that's just the the, the cat and mouse with like who's going to mark who and uh, what way you set yourselves up and look that's it like I mean you know everyone's just looking forward to now and see you know we'll have a right good go at each other and see what happens yeah so that was trim manager Brendan Murphy uh, looking ahead to the Saturday's final against Nobber uh, we also cut up Jimmy you also happened to catch up with one of the uh, Nobber joint managers Sean Carlin they have a unique enough managerial setup in that himself and Gordon Weldon are joint managers uh, but they don't have any selectors so it's mm-hmm. all responsibility is on their shoulders and it's a big burden to take but it's it's uh, something that Sean Carlin is is looking forward to the challenge of, of Saturday's final so we'll just hear what Sean had to tell you at the press night last week it's been a bit, a bit of a surprise the fact that you I don't know we, we you think so well you were top the, you topped the group at the yeah. same time Wouldn't so 
<coughs> did you see yourself at the start? You just took over, two years took, took over at the start? Two years took over at the start of the year, yeah. Right. Um, actually, it all to me one day. Um, actually, I'm going for a stag. On the Saturday. Yeah. On Saturday, during the day, there was that morning, so we had breakfast, I can't say I haven't seen that, and he said, will we take it on? And I said, my initial reaction was no, because I had stuff on, I was at college and stuff like that, and, and uh, I didn't, I said no, I hadn't time. But he sort of came on and I said, yeah, so I was, <coughs> you always want to look after your own, and you know, don't you like, well, yeah. like um, to be truthful, like, you know? Um, I just knew there was, between those, I probably was involved with a couple of like a minor team, another minor team, over the last previous years before that, and mm. uh, a couple of good was coming on, and then the older lads, and I thought it was a good, that wasn't maybe the main reason, but like, I just knew there was, I knew there was something still there, like, I knew there was, you know, I saw them last at different times, and there was, they weren't just maybe firing, but they didn't do themselves justice, you know what I mean, so. They didn't get out of last didn't year, get out of the group, group last year, by, yeah, on, score, right. on score difference. Right, okay, trim, yeah, be, yeah. Actually beat Trim in the last game in the Mat and Nab right. and, and um, fell probably, I think they were 20, 20, 20 points up again since early on the year and only won by seven and it cost them a place in the qualifying last year. But you knew that there was... Well, I, mean, I did, you just knew there was a lot of good, there was a lot more in them, like, you know what I mean? And, yeah. Um, we said we'd take them on um, and we looked for a couple of different selectors come us and was, people don't jump out of the woodwork to... Who, who is who else is which is just the two of us just two is right okay yeah yeah God, there is another man Emmett O'Callaghan from the from the shock he comes 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 with every so often Emmett O'Callaghan yeah Emmett O'Callaghan I think it's O'Callaghan yeah we, we can do yeah yeah but he does the training or something he does no he just does the stats and stuff like that oh I, I know that's okay but it's basically yeah. you guys no, the two years guarding, guarding selection yeah, everything yeah, training yeah yeah pretty much yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. so um, yeah so that's what that went and and. We looked them on and we had a meeting with them, say, in January, somewhere early January, maybe, I think it was, and uh, we looked for, we set her our stall. We looked, we had to go through the process of, there was a couple of other people in for the job, and some of the outsiders and such, and um, we went in and set our bit, and that was it, so. Yeah, um, like, have you been surprised at how well you have done yourself? Yeah, um, not surprised, maybe, but... Uh, the, league was, was, the league was difficult. Mm. Because we had maybe we had a couple of we had, we had fellas injured and some of us only coming back and stuff like that. And then there was a summer like we had a couple of guys away that would went like went on the way tour and stuff like that. Mm. And, and and it sort of sort of left us under under pressure and a few injuries and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like and um, so we knew if we could get everyone out, like um the first round of the championship is always a, a challenge, you don't know what, you don't know where you are. Mm. And uh, we played Old Castle in, in Canaross and we knew, I said, an idea after that night that there was, there was a bite there. We were down to 14 men after, I think, 20 minutes. Then we lost one of our midfielders with a black card before half time. And we dug it out and dug in and dug in and did give up. And that's something that we, we, we hoped would come and it did come. Yeah. So that has stood to us all, every game this year. We've had to grind out at different stages. So the character has been there. Character, yeah. I think there's been great character and resilience. And we talked about resilience and talked about say like work rate and never give up. And and when you put that in with good footballers, it, it, it's a good good uh, platform. Well, yes, but have you managed um, underage teams? I managed underage teams. Managed. Uh, you were selector uh, before. Yeah, I was selector. I actually trained Kamen and Woodwonny for a couple of years, and I trained a team in Cavan. I was a manager of a team in Cavan one of them as well. So who's that? Den. Oh yes. Only for, <clears throat> for a year now, so yeah. um, 
And what, that was the last, was the last I had. They were senior at the time now, so. But, what um, about Gordon? I Gordon, say. yeah, but Gordon, say, I think Gordon was, uh, was over, say, the, the school. Gordon was a teacher, so he's over, say, the school teams, I think, one of the school teams involved, say, in O'Carroll College now. But one he's he's he teacher was, there, is he? He's not there now, no, he was. At one time he was there. Um, I know he was over there with Shotland Ladies for a couple of years as well. I think he won the Italy Championship with the Shotland Ladies. Right. But he got in the semi final the year after them and that kind of stuff. But you played with them, of course, for I played with all years. Of Gordon, Gordon, we all, yeah. yeah. I played with more, played with a lot. Some of the guys still there I would have played with. Did you, Brian what, and, uh, did you win an intermediate with them? I was a sub, yeah. I got one for what, what year was that? <laughs> <laughs> 2010. 2010, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 We, we played in the junior yeah, final yeah. before that day, if you remember. I don't remember. We played. We played I don't um, know. I know. Yeah. Dun- yeah. Dun- we played on the Ashton Junior C final. Right. And then the intermediate right. played okay. in Canada also afterwards. So. Right. We're okay. All, we're all so you like so. Yeah, but yeah. once you go up there for a few years, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, you. Yeah, well, I was a far, probably I felt I was far enough removed. I I, I was selected for them maybe a couple of years ago. I was with Tony Carney, um, maybe in two thousand and say fourteen, mm. and then it stepped away altogether. Then say so it's really away from. I didn't do that much. Maybe the Myers a couple of years with the Myers and that, but that was it. Right, so so, so what, what do you look for? Is that is that's what you're trying to when you took over to instill that in resilience and yeah, become resilience and work rate and, and, and honesty. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You have to have honesty. Like that to be honest, like and like it's I think there's a lot to be said for people so that maybe take too much into maybe managers and stuff like that. I think guys have to be responsible themselves and if guys can get to the stage where they're responsible for their own looking after themselves on and off the field, that they're sort of nearly I think there's like self-government, like, you know what I mean, you have to, you know what I mean, you have yeah. to get to that stage where, you know what I mean. Take responsibility Take themselves. responsibility, like there's no, there's no point in waiting until half time to come in and say, well, such and such thing is happening and why is, that yeah. it has to, for, for either Gordy or me to point it out to them, they should be able, they should be able to fix it on the field themselves, like a lot of the time, you know yeah. what I mean, like, you know what I mean, so lads have to get to the stage where they sort of, you know, and, and leaders, like teams within teams, if you want to call them, leaders on the field, and, and, and that's so. We actually have two captains as such. We have Brian and Brendan Heffer. Brendan's a back as such. And Sorry, who? Brendan Heffer. Oh, Brendan Heffer, yeah, 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 sure. And Brian Farrell. Okay. So we're joint yeah. captains, and, and um, that, that's what I'm saying. So they are safe, one for the falls and one for the backs. That's, that's what else. Yeah, you had a good spread of scores there mm. against, uh, tr- uh, again, in the semi final against Castledown. Mm. Six or seven, seven. Six or seven, yeah, yeah but yeah. Brian's still got 210. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah is there too much reliance on one player, do you think? Or is that, is that no, a worry for you? No, so? it's not a worry, you know, because I think like, you know, a lot of the, like, like, the players like really, really stepped up, especially in the second half and into extra time, like they yeah. stepped up and I know we had a couple of scores, like some of the two, two of the, the subs that came on and scored. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Stephen O'Brien and, and uh, Jerry Campbell came on, they scored. Like, they made a contribute, all made a contribute. And Sean Mead maybe didn't score, I don't know, maybe, maybe one or two points. But like, he, he set Brian up for that. He set yeah. Brian up for the goal, he was fouled for the penalty. He was like, a couple of scores, he was fouled. You know what I mean? So, like, you that's, right. you know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? Always a track, like, you know what I mean? So. Um, what do you think make a trim now? You, you, I mean, yeah, you know, I should look you. at it. It's, 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 when you look at a team, you sort of, you say, yeah, they're, they're very, they're actually, they're, they're, they seem to be very young. They're, they're, they're very fast. They're good, good, good young footballers. Like, um, talented footballers. Like, but like, it's finals are performances. All performances. As well as everything else, like who performs on the day is often mm. is often the the key. Yeah, did you you probably go in as underdogs? I'd imagine. Oh, but you've been underdogs yeah. all year. So why <laughs> yeah. not? Like, why change it now? Like, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's suited just. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, to top yeah. the group, like yeah, well, top the group, top the group, and like. Our first two matches with the games, we were sort of 
I'm not saying worried about it, but the ones that we said if we, if we could come out with even two points out of four, that was again old Carson against Mead Hill. Mm. We said if we got two out of four even that day, we'd, we'd be happy going into the and no disrespect to any teams coming behind us, but they, we felt they were, they were the ones we sort of targeted at the beginning of the year, and it sets you up for the summer then, especially with the long break that you have, that you have um, something to build on. Yeah, so, but, um, but I mean, whatever ways have worked, this is you know this year has worked very hmm. well for you. Castletown, that was a huge victory. I don't, a huge I, I don't victory, think anybody gave you much of a chance there, because no, they, they were going I'm, so well. Yeah, well, nobody gave us a chance outside ourselves, I suppose, like that. Right. We always back ourselves, you have to. Yes. Yeah. There's no point in doing it if you don't back yourself. Exactly. Yeah. No matter. Yeah. And that's not the hardest. No matter what yeah. you do. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. And and when you're going to, um, this is something you've you've tra- sought to do as well. Have you been in? Have you gone to sports psychologists? This kind of thing. Have you gone that far? Or is it? No. 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 Some clubs have. Yeah. Some. No. Um, we had we had um, Malik Rock up for one night. He came to train session with us and he spoke to the guys after. That's that's all as far as we've. We've gone. We do talk, talk a lot of them. Talk a lot of what he said, like like someone with yeah. Maliki's experience, like you know, it's something different. Or, yeah, um, yeah. So what's his central thing? Sure, it's 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 probably what it's it's what a lot of managers talk about like the basics. Mm. You get the basics right. It's everything that's across. So it's not. It's, there's no magic no formula, formula, but yeah, there is yeah. no magic formula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know, there's no. Yeah. There's no. Um, there's no substitute for hard work and. As I say, resilience and never say die. And you know what I mean. And, and I keep going. Like until it's over. Like like it shouldn't. Never. No matter what. No matter what. What's put in front of you. Yeah. Do you know, uh, face it. Face face it down. Face straight on. Face 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 teams down. on the guy you're marking. Like you might, you might get the first ball, the second, but maybe you get the third one. Like you because, know I mean? because I think the last time Nobby were in a final. Fifteen. Did it collapse, wasn't it? They never, they never got going no, that day. I, I remember. It was, it was, it was. Was yeah, that twenty fifteen? Was fifteen again? We talked. Yeah. Against, um, yeah. Never I got going. Involved, yeah, but it was. It didn't get going that day. Yeah. I don't think that. Well, yeah, I told were a huge. Uh, were, 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 were yeah, red hot favourites, and and I think it maybe got to the guys that day. Like, and I think it was. It, there wasn't. There was no. It didn't seem to be a fight that day within them. Like it's easy. It's easy sitting on the stand looking out, but it. That's what it looked like, and yeah, you know what I mean. But um, I don't think we'd be like that. No. Yeah, we won't. I don't think so. I don't think this would. A lot of boys would have played in that final. Yeah, you look at that trim team. Where yeah. you, you look at young Lynch, you uh, oh, young Lynch, and you know, uh, say Douglas and the, the forward, the three forward, the three inside forward, James Ford, centre back, yeah. or where he wears number six. Very good. Yeah, for the full back is, is excellent as well. So, um, they're, 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 they're good all round, they're wrong, they're good. The guy, the guy, I don't even know his name, and fell in the midfield. I saw the last, Robert so Brooke, he could be, yes, on the last day against, against Old Castle. Old Castle, like, the Old Castle didn't perform or, or trim somewhere in the middle, I suppose you meet that there, like, you know. Um, but I saw them against them, um, saw them against um, the League of Paris. Yes, in the quarterfinal. They weren't very, 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 mm-hmm. like, they were four points down twice at the end. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, so and the league, we played the league Belgium twice this year, and they're probably the only team that we feared mm. to give us. A, the, 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 the beat them, we played them in the league, and we played them in the corner by and they beat us 13 or 14 points twice. Already, yeah, so, so twice, to one, yeah. one week after another. We played in the league the, maybe the, 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 this the league year, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. very, very, very impressed with the league yeah. of all the teams we played this and year. Then, then you say, but you haven't played Trim, have you? In the league, in the league, yeah. How did we, that, it was a draw, draw but yeah, then okay, again, yeah. I'm sure they hadn't got their yeah. inter county holder, so like, it, you, you know would, what I mean? And it's, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was early on in the year, so 
look at um, it, it's it's going to be it's going to be a big battle after it's the final and that's that's yes, it like you know what I mean so like it's then you just are ready for it anyway oh yeah absolutely it's, it's great Sean Carlin looking forward to the game there as well so you reckon you're going to go for trim in this one I think so, Fergal. Um, they've got, if they, particularly if they get the ball to their forwards, they've got a great uh, selection of forwards up there. Um, particularly young Aaron Lynch, I think he's a great player. Alan Douglas, he's he's a very experienced player, of course, particularly in hurling. But uh, he can certainly take scores as well in football. So well, yeah, he's a mead senior. Was on the mead senior panel there only he a couple was, of years yeah, ago. Exactly. As well, yeah, so. only what two or three years ago. As so. was James Toher. So there's plenty. Yeah. Uh, but uh, when you look at at the the contribution that Brian Farrell can make to Nobber and again they're by no way a one man team but uh, when you see Brian Farrell scoring 210 in a semi-final um, it just goes to show the impact he can have on a game so it will be tight I'm sure it will be tight as a trim man I'm uh, really hoping for a trim win that's no disrespect to Nobber I'm sitting here wearing my trim gear at the minute so hopefully trim will win the game but it will be tight Nobber are an exceptional team uh, would be would be a good side, I think, to compete at in, at senior level as well. But as well, I think if either of these two teams come up, I think they could more than hold their own at senior. But uh, I'm I'm hoping for a trim win anyway, Jimmy. Yeah, well, Nobber, uh, uh, Sean and Gordon have done extremely well in organising their forces this year and turning a, a collection of players into a powerful force and. Uh, they're undefeated as well, we, yeah. you know. So yeah, it'll, it'll be close. A fascinating uh, tussle, but I think I still I'm sticking with Trim anyway, Fergal. The uh, minor final is on on as the the curtain raiser in Partholchen on Sunday. Uh, we're recording this podcast on Tuesday morning here. Um, I think the semi finals are only on tonight. It's a tough ask for those minor boys. They have to. Uh, they had to play playoff games, I think, over the weekend, and then they have the semi-finals tonight, and then the final on Sunday. Um, so it, it it's going to be tough on them boys, but uh, I'm sure they'll provide plenty of pre-big game entertainment for the for the crowd that should be in Partholchen early on Sunday. But we just look ahead um, to the main course. Jimmy is the senior football, a unique senior football championship final between Ratoat and Summerhill. Uh, unique in by by the fact that it's Ratoat's first ever appearance in a senior final, whereas Summerhill have been in the last two and lost the last two. They did, of course, win in twenty eleven and twenty thirteen, which ended a long spell without a title. But um, you would expect the experience of being there in the last two years to maybe give Summerhill a, a slight edge. Would you agree with that? I think so. You know, I, did, I did think they'd win last year as well, having lost the previous year to that because, you know... Oh, it's by no mean a given just because no, you no, lose. No, no, but it's, yeah. it's, it's a huge motivating force generally for teams. And often you see that, that they come back the second year. It didn't happen for them last year. Um, it, will this put more pressure on them, do you think? Or, or, or will this be a sort of a situation where to motivate them, spark them more? Right, well, I caught up with Summerhill manager Declan McCabe and I kind of asked him about that. Was it going to be, uh, would it be tough to get themselves up again for another final? Or, or what has he seen uh, from the team different this year in his first year back? Of course, he led them to success in 2011 and 20, uh, 2013. Um, John Lyons was in charge for the last two years as a team kind of in transition and did a great job with them. But, um, Declan McCabe is looking forward to the final and as he, as he says at the end of this interview if you can't be enthusiastic about county finals then you'll never be enthusiastic about anything so here's Declan McCabe Summerhill manager third final in a row um, it shows great character and great 
uh, I suppose, endeavour on the behalf of the lads to be able to bounce back and, and keep coming back. H- how have they approached this year any differently, I suppose, the, the last couple? Well, actually, you know, Fergal, I, I wasn't directly involved in the last couple of years, only looking from the outside. I, I can't really call what the difference has been. I think it's been pretty much the same. That they had the same, They've had the same focus for the last three years. I think um, on the basis that a lot of them are on the younger side and, 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 and the team had been, I guess, in transition for the last couple of years. All I can say at this point is is that they're, they're probably um, another year further on in that development. I'm not saying they're there yet, but uh, I think I think that's... It's their attitude around wanting to learn. Yeah. They're doing it, I guess, unknown to themselves, really. Yeah. Um, and 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 you know, twelve months later, twelve months later, they're probably doing the same thing, but they're they're picking up and learning from 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 uh, you know different things along the way. So it's experience, I'd say. Do you think the defeats in the last two finals could that that could probably swing either way? Could it could it have a crippling effect? Maybe the fear of it happening again, or is it acting as a motivation? To maybe right the wrongs no. or the, of the last two years. Okay, so so we're only we're only two or three days in the final at this point. Um, mm. to be quite honest, to be quite honest, I I don't think there'll be any reference to the previous two years. It will be as it has been for the last number of weeks. We're playing again in two weeks' time, and um, you know, um, I think if 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 one, I expect that would continue to be the case for the next ten days. Um. If one continues to to adopt that approach, it's just another game. I know it's an old cliche, but it's yeah. just another game. Yeah. Uh, what what have you done differently, Declan, or have you done anything differently? Was it just a case of keeping them taking over, keeping them on the right path again, and and trying to get back to that county final again? So first of all, it's it wouldn't be me. It would be it would be first. It, it's a collective. So the the players would be, would have been very keen to to have group discussions on this at the beginning of the year, and the same as the, they did last year. And 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 I I think bit by bit, the more of these discussions you're having, the more practice more practice you have on, 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 on areas that you probably figured out weren't where they needed to be first time round. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 um I I I really sat back and listened and and, and when I say I I and the management team and, and uh, sat back and listened to what they had to say. Um and pretty much as I would have seen it from the outside there, they are pretty smart to know where 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 things could have been a little bit different or could have been a bit a bit better. And mm-hmm. and, and that's what has been the focus since that you know the original meeting at the beginning of the year. So have they surprised you this year? Then um, have you been have you been overly impressed, or is it, are you where you would have expected to be? Yeah. Well, again, again, looking at the full year, it's only it's only in recent weeks where we really have had everybody. So, so I suppose like 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 every other team, including Rathold, um especially them in the same situation, then being a being a dual club as such, it's really only the last few weeks where you get to see. The momentum building up, and and um, I I would I mean it doesn't surprise me the way the way they approach these games. They were as they were, as I remember them before the ones that were involved, um, and and the younger lads that are coming through, they 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 know what it is to win, or or they know what it is to, to you know to to try and achieve that an ultimate goal here in Meath, and and and, and yeah. you know that their approach doesn't doesn't need to be questioned at any time. They do that themselves. Well, I suppose their their character was uh, was I won't say questioned, but it was tested in the semi final, um, and every time it was tested, they responded very impressively. With you know, they hit back with the scores after conceding the two goals. Is that something that that pleases you more than anything else? You can work on skills and you can work on tactics, but 
when they show that type of balls, I suppose, for lack of a better yeah. word, it's very encouraging. Yeah, I mean, I mean that game on on Saturday last week could easily have been a gallant loser, and 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 that's the way you know you need a bit of luck at the end of the day, yeah. and that that came our way as well. But I suppose if 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 certain players weren't in certain positions, those goals or or those late scores wouldn't have happened. So mm. we probably have given that some more thought in terms of where we where we were trying to 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 win games from before versus some of the positions that we're in now. So um, again, again through through looking at it, analysing it, inviting feedback from them. It's them. It's them that have created. A, I would say that foundation. So late or in tight situations in matches, you have a fighting chance then of getting out of a fix, as it were. So that's yeah. that's what happened towards the end there last uh, Saturday evening. Would the meeting with Ratote earlier in the year have any bearing on this game, or is there is that just a, a cliche when people look back on previous meetings, or are they all with a clean slate? So that game, that game, and I said it. I said it to their management immediately after the game. That was a game that they lost. It wasn't a game we yeah. won as such. And, you know, I saw that game as as a similar game to a game back at the very beginning of April. The first game of the championship, nobody's ready. Yeah. That that game in August was after a 14-week layoff. So for both teams, and you'll see personnel uh, on both sides and, and positions on both sides that won't... They won't, have any, they won't reflect in any way what was on the, the field the last time we met. So that game, you de- you definitely had no idea what was going to happen. And, and for us, for us, not much happened on that day. We were, I guess, at the very end, we were handed that result. Uh, I mean, that's fair to say that they seemed to play all the football, but we ended up with the results somehow or other. You're the, you are you, you seem to be the very epitome of a 21-22 man team rather than, I, I know you have more than training as well, but you rely on your bench and it is a very strong bench. That's a huge positive as well. Yeah, so so I'm, I'm touching what as I say this, if 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 we can if we can continue to avoid injuries, that does help. Uh, gives us some some room to maneuver. Obviously there's huge advantages in having in having uh, I'll call them equal members on the on the bench. And it's more than twenty one. But but you know, you, you the person that's on the field knows they have to they have to perform and um We've been we've been lucky enough. We've been able to do some rotation in 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 recent weeks when we've come to the business end of the season. So mm-hmm. so again again that goes back to the work that's been done over the last number of years. You're not you, you don't figure that out and, and and have that in 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 two or three months of work. That this particular group have been working together. This particular newer group have been mm-hmm. working together for the last three or four years, and and you know we're we're enjoying the benefits of that to date then this year. And you, you've been there, done that, and worn the T-shirt with Summerhill. Is this time around feeling any different, or are you still as enthusiastic and hungry for it well, as you were the first time around? I mean, I mean, enthusiasm for for winning county finals. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would hope for for anybody that would ever that would ever go away. You never diminish uh, it. No, that that would. I mean, that appetite would always be there. Um, Remember, remember, there's a huge number of these players who have who have not enjoyed success on county final day, mm. and and for them, for them, there's a big challenge ahead, and 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 and, and that's they're the bits that we're trying to figure out, you know, from our events over the last couple of years, and and, and bit by bit there's improvement, but um, you know, as I said, it's a very low, uh, you know, the, the age profile is is still quite young, and there's still plenty of scope for improvement, but you know, things are progressing nicely. Declan. Uh... Working with a good bunch of young players there and looking forward to the final where, they, as we said, they will take on Ratote, who are in their first ever final. And many would have expected that with such as the plethora of talent that Ratote have and 
how impressive they were in winning a junior championship and then in 2012 and then winning an intermediate championship that they were expected to be a, a dominant force in senior football but it's taken them a couple of years Jimmy it's taken them a couple of years but they're there now Fergie. they have been threatening it's a steady rate of progress they've shown in recent years but here they're, they're, they're going to face now a very seasoned Summerhill side who don't want to be going back into another losing dressing room so I'm going for Summerhill this time Fergal Good man Jimmy uh, we caught up with uh, Davy Byrne the retote manager uh, I had a few words with him of course Davy was part of the Dublin setup under Jim Gavin when they began their drive for five in 2015 a former Dublin goalkeeper uh, he was a goalkeeping coach uh, on Jim Gavin's backroom team and worked with Stephen Cluxton but uh, he also won a junior championship with Ratoats I think in 2004 uh, I think he also was manager of the team or coach of the team when they won the junior again in 2012 and now he's back at the helm and uh, he's really looking forward to the final but he doesn't he doesn't think that um, expectations well, he, do, he thinks that Retote are there on merit and he doesn't think that the previous expectations that were expected of the team will have any bearing on Sunday. So we'll have a listen to what Davey had to say here. Davey, uh, it's a unique occasion for Retote to be in a senior football final. Um, it's probably not unexpected from people on the outside looking in at Retote. How has it been this, this year's journey for you? It's, it's been very enjoyable um, because with this particular group of players, they just want to play football. Um, they love training, which is very strange. And uh, we've been very fortunate because in all three competitions with the League Championship and the Fesh Cup, I think we've had 40, or sorry, 24, 25 outings. So the football has been great and it's a bonus that I suppose we're winning more than we're losing and we're getting ourselves into good positions. And yeah, completely unexpected. We wanted to, to um, uh, progress on last year's um, uh, team uh, success and uh, we've done that and it's, it's, it's just brilliant it's brilliant there's a great buzz within the club but we're trying to keep away from that and keep the players um, isolated from that and just to focus on, on, uh, on training and a bit of work over the next two weeks The fact that you came up from intermediate so impressively um, and then had so many players involved in the county panel there was probably a lot of people looking at Retote and this is going to happen this is going to happen but as we all know things like that just don't happen you lost a lot, I won't say you lost a lot of players, but you had a lot of players in with the county panel and that sort of thing. Would that have distracted or, or taken away from club efforts over the last few years? And this year there's not really as many in with, the, I know you have Connor in there and yeah. uh, Brian McMahon as well, but you haven't, you've had your core team with the whole year. How crucial has that been? Well, we have and we haven't. We have, um, we've worked with 40 guys through the year uh, and most of those, funny enough, are the B squad, which are taken... Uh, to the B final on um, the Junior B final on on Saturday, mm -hmm. but uh, for the last nine months we've had um, four or five guys involved with the senior hurlers. We've had two young lads involved with the under twenties. We've had uh, young lads involved with the the leaving cert, so they took some mm -hmm. time out. We had um, uh, Joey who was who was uh, going through a rehab program. He had some surgery late last year. Mm -hmm. Joey didn't come back into the fold until August. And, and Eamon as well, Eamon took a break from football, just took a, a short sabbatical. So all through the league we were working with the um, the B squad and the core group within the A squad. And then when Connor and Bryony and when the Hurlers won the Christie Ring Cup and they all came back into the camp, um, uh, the numbers swelled but you could see the quality swelling as well. Yeah. Um, and although it was another six or eight players, it, um, it really tightened the group. 
it was it was it was great uh, when they did come in, but they have been away for most of the of the league, um, but now for championship over the last three months, it's um, it's been really exciting with the lads there, and and as I said, uh, after the game on on Sunday, um, it's the uh, it's the players driving this, and we're just facilitating it, uh, and creating an environment where these guys can excel. So what is the difference then from, we'd say, last year or the year before where there was expectations but they weren't fulfilled to this year to, I'm not saying your yeah. expectations are fulfilled yet, obviously yeah. there's still that one game to go. Yeah. What has changed? Is it an experience thing? Is it, as you say, the enjoyment factor? What, what is it? What has made the difference? It, it would be definitely a, a year on in terms of experience. Um, lads coming into form at the right time, that could be a factor. Um, and then the... Um, the, the new guys coming through from the under-21 team that got to the county final last year um, just didn't get over the line against Dunshockland, uh, or sorry, against Dunboyne. But um, no, it's a combination of all three with form new new guys in and and just just getting lucky, I suppose. Um, and uh, yeah, really good. Huge amount of success in the club as well. So is it a case as well that maybe rising tides is lifting all boats and, and as you said, the feel-good factor about the place must be immense in result? Yeah, we've we done some pen picks today on the players. We were asked to do it for, um, for uh, the preparation for the county final for the programme. Mm. And uh, the players came back with all their feedback to me and uh, it's unbelievable. They have minor titles, under 21 titles, um, as long as your arm. Uh, they've, all, they've all experienced... Uh, success at underage level there is quality there um, and as I said we're, we're just a lucky management team in that that's coming through now they're at the development stage where they can compete at adult football level and at senior football level and uh, yeah we're reaping that benefit The game with Summerhill earlier in the year I'm sure won't have any bearing next Sunday um, does does the psychological factor lie either side I know they probably scraped the win that they mightn't have deserved on that occasion but then again I Maybe you might feel that you threw it away. Does it? Will, will that come into your mind, or is that a whole new ball game now? Ah no. Um, well, we played Summerhill twice this year. They bet us well in the league in Rotot, and uh, they're a quality outfit. And then when we played Summerhill in the in the championship, um, we um, we performed well, but still lost the game. So uh, played them twice, bet us twice. It's all to do next week. But it won't be for the lack of work and effort. Um, but they're excellent. They're a great team. They've won two championships in the last. 10 years yeah, uh, was it 12 and 13 yeah we went back to back might have done 11 and 13 11 and 13 and then two finals like they are a quality outfit they know how to win games and uh, it's a monumental task now to compete with them in two weeks would ye coming into it without the pressure of an expectation or would say the knowledge of a senior county final whereas they've come in after losing the last two who would have the favour there? Which way would you rather go in? Would you rather go in as a first-time finalist or off the back of losing two oh, with the experience? Well, I'd love to go into it after playing in a couple of finals. Mm. Um, in in Rathout's case, it's it's just going after another performance, trying to focus on what we need to do um, as a unit to try and get the best out of the lads. Um, because it's a final, uh, I think the hype is outside the group. But um, yeah, it's going to be... Um, it's going to be a great challenge, but uh, I would definitely see uh, Summerhill as uh, the team that have to know how to get the finals uh, and compete in finals. That experience is, is golden as well. Mm -hmm. um, but no, we're looking forward to it. And sure, you have to gain experience somehow. You play in a lot of big games yourself and, and enjoy good days as well. What's the other side of the white line like? Um, it's, it's less enjoyable. Uh, there's nothing like playing. Um, because you're worried about 25, 26 lads 
and um, you can never switch off. You can never, never switch off. Um, but look, once the once the ball is thrown in, um, it's the lads on the pitch that take control of things, and all we're trying to do then is is give some feedback at halftime, um, and uh, and that's really the job. Yeah. So retired manager Davy Byrne there, Jimmy. He was a. Uh very clear in, in that uh, he much preferred playing than management. He says nothing can replace man, nothing can replace playing. Yeah, a lot, um, of, players a lot of players say that. But one man who is getting to play and is getting to tug out is uh, Ratoat's captain, who's a Donegal man, Kieran O'Farrig, uh, from Guidor. And, and uh, Guidor played in the Donegal final, drew with Nave Connell in the Donegal final last weekend. So his eyes were... Uh, Attracted to that game for a, a while, but uh, all focus now is very firmly on Sunday's senior final against Summerhill, and and Kieran is looking forward to the game. Kieran, as a as retired captain, it's a unique experience for you to be looking forward to a senior county final. But as Davy was after explaining to me there, he was looking down the pen picks of all the players today. You aren't any strangers to success. So, it, how's the build up been for the last few days and? over the next couple of days I suppose uh, oh, yeah, it's been nice now um, to be honest I'm only involved with the club the last probably five years only playing with them the last three years but I know from the lads Davy I think won junior with them in 2012 and they won the media then two or three years later so um, there are no strangers to, to, to championship finals and that there I know seniors the one that you the, the, the big step up you know but um, we've plenty of experience all over the pitch we've county players whether they're senior or underage at, at different grades you know so um Looking forward to it, you know, the, the, the uh, atmosphere is good around the club and the, the boys are where they want to be, as you would say, you know, and um, we're pushing each other on. So, yeah, we're really looking forward to it. As you said, you're in the club for the last four or five years. The expectation in those four or five years has been that, well, Rotota are going to win a senior championship, such as their depth of talent that they have. But things like that don't just happen. So what's happened this year that's, that have got you to within one step of a Keegan Cup? Um, I suppose um, Davies come on this year, but I'd say the the, the Davies probably the best thing that he's kind of done is that he facilitated opportunities for lads, and I think the biggest he the biggest thing that he kind of facilitated is that that it's all player led, so the players themselves are pushing it on. So if you look at our our team. Through down the championship, we'd have rarely had the same 15 starting day in day out. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's competition for places. Uh, training is very, very difficult. Lads are pushing on, pushing each other on. Uh, and I think that's probably the, the biggest thing this year, really. I think that there's, there's a young squad there as well. So uh, in fairness to previous management, I think that maybe the lads have kind of matured more maybe in the last two, year or two. So, um, But I think really it's, it's the drive that the players themselves are putting into training and everything else that they, that they want to be there. They want to be on the start in 15. And, and uh, like, the la- like the semi-final, like the final, there are going to be, there's going to be 10 lads disappointed that they're not getting a start in 15. But at the same time, when they come on, they're going to make a difference, you know. You've, you've shown different types of character in this year's championship. You've won from the front and, and won easy and kept the foot on the throttle. And... Uh, You've last week had to come from behind and show a, a different side to your game. That must have been very pleasing for you. Yeah, it was pleasing in one respect. All right, you know, it probably wasn't as pleasing how we how we performed in the first half. Um, I think we have to give a bit of credit to, to Kells for that. They're 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 a good good side and a good physical team. Um, but yeah, it was good to see that we we can do both. You know, because um, I think in in the past sometimes when. Rathof maybe have been pushed that they maybe they, they didn't they didn't turn the screw or they didn't stand up. Whereas I think this year there is there is that different atmosphere and different kind of mentality what the what the squad this year. So 
Um, yeah, it was it was very pleasing to see that we that we managed to come out and kind of change in the second half. You know, lads maybe who weren't doing as well in the first half, that they came out and they had a total they totally reset and, and started in the second half fresh. You know. And lastly, then um, looking to looking at Summerhill and and. Uh, I suppose the pressure that they're going to bring to you. You've played them twice this year. I think they beat you well in the in the league, but yeah. the championship was a, a tight game as well. Maybe you felt as if you throw that away. What type of a challenge are you expecting Sunday week? Yeah, look, we know we're up against it. Uh, we know they're plenty. They're a very good footballing team. They're very experienced. This is their I think this is their third final in a row. So they've they've been knocking on the door for for a while now. Uh, I think after they've, they've won championship in the last few years as well. Um, so I know that they they they, they, they got a late goal to beat us in the, in the in the earlier rounds of championship, but it just shows you that they hang in there. They they, they play for sixty minutes, and maybe that's something we could we could learn from them. You know that we that that fifty minutes won't be good enough. Like, like against Kells last, we only kind of played for thirty minutes. You know, so that we have to up our game, that we can play play out the game. You know, so like we know we're up against it, but we 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 have a chance, and that's that's what we're kind of clinging to at the moment. So it is. That was Kieran O'Ferry, uh, the retold captain, really nice fella, uh, good talker as well and great knowledge of the game, it was great to sit down and, and chat with him and another man who's a great talker and a great fella to to uh, talk football to and certainly knows his stuff and has been around the Mead scene for a while and scored probably one of the greatest goals for a Mead player in, in the 2013 league final in Crow Park against Monaghan. You might remember it was a brilliant goal, I think one goal of the year. Uh, Davy Dalton is the Summerhill captain. Now, the, the line quality here, the quality of the audio isn't great. Um, so hopefully people will be able to, to hear what Davy is saying. But uh, he talks about you know a strong bunch of young players coming through and how they're delighted to be back in the final. And... Uh, he, he's really looking forward to it here. So here's David Dalton from Summerhill. David, this is a, a third senior championship final in a row. Um, I know you had success in 2011 and 2013, but is there a hunger there to uh, to right the wrongs of the last two years, I suppose, that, that you might feel a little bit aggrieved after losing the last two years? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like, there's nothing like a loss to whet the appetite for another fight at the Cherry, but... Um like we've had I suppose the last couple of finals the Simonstown game really went away from us quite early in the game so it probably wasn't as hard a loss as last year's right yeah. uh, we really felt it was the bounce of the ball that kind of went against us last year so that really was a hard one to take um, and then you know we've a really solid consistent set of, of young hats there now that we would have always felt, even at the start of the year, even with a setback like that, that we would have had a chance of getting back yeah, to the yeah. final. But I suppose there's no guarantees in sports, so you know we're just absolutely delighted to have a chance to to get at it again. So, so what does that say about the group of young lads then that you have? You know that like there were times when they could have easily just thrown their thrown the towel in, thrown their hat at it. I suppose after the Dunmore Ashburn game, which wasn't a great performance, and um. The, against Retote in the group stages and then even against Simonstown in the semi-final when they hit you with the goals but they showed that character didn't they That that's crucial yeah there is a there is a good character there in this team this year I have to say and uh, it's been thoroughly enjoyable to play I mean if you've watched us over the last few years you know we're not early bloomers when it comes to the championship yeah. like we do we do try and we do do absolute bare minimum to get over those two first games and that's, that's not on purpose to be honest yeah. it's just the way things develop and um, you know we, we train hard over the summer and we just try and peak at the right time I suppose for 
for the end of year championship because they're kind of they're basically two different seasons, you know, and, and our thoughts will stay the same. I mean, they're not the team that we played in the group stages either. Yeah. And I think anybody that went and saw that semi final will agree, like that they're you know both Summerhill and our thoughts are better teams now than they were, you know, back in in May or March, you know. Yeah. So you know we're you know, we're we're fully aware of the past that's ahead, I suppose. Just looking back then at, at 2011 and 13 under Declan and then, you know, the hard luck stories of the last two years under John Lyons, it, it's a bit harsh on John then when, when he, you know, history will probably show that God, he's after losing two senior finals, but it just goes to show that he could have easily won two and uh, it'd be a different history that would be written there as well. But he's laid a good foundation there, I think, as Declan said um you're a team in transition that that you are just transitioning well. Yeah, I, well, I'd like to think we're not in transition anymore. Like we really shouldn't be, and I think we got lucky in this year, or maybe maybe you could say management team got lucky in this year. You know, we got a few extra lads in with the county team that gave them a year experience. Probably brought them brought them on two years in a year. Yeah, the two Williams and Barry. Yeah, um, you know, so that was a big plus for us. Uh, to, basically turned them into men yeah. you know fast track them um, and you can see our you know our team with them without them is, is a very different scenario especially when we can literally you know match them up and and hopefully just take one of their better players out of the game particularly Ronan and the experience that he got at county level yeah. you know week in week out in the league and the Auburn Cup etc um, but crucial, and, know, all, crucial and, all, and all as those players are you have a huge strength and depth as well that bringing in subs certainly isn't weakening the team at all. No, I mean, you have to, you really feel for the likes of Michal and, and Willie, you know, Willie Ryan yeah. and Burn. They, they, they did nothing wrong really and yet they're sitting on the sidelines and it wouldn't be a role that they'd be particularly used to but by no means are they a dampener on the spirits of anything, you know, they're, they're good team players, they're, you know, they come to training with the same good attitude and yeah. You know, it's a big part of this team, and and likewise before that, you wouldn't see. There's no real sulkers on the team. You know, a lad gets dropped, he takes it in the right vein of form. You know, Kevin Ryan, for example, got whipped yeah. off at half time in one of the rounds, which is probably our best player in the last two games. So unbelievable. You know, right? lads are just willing to take things in the right frame of mind and, and do it for the team, which is you know, and it's it's hard to get players like that. It's hard. To, you know, it's an easy team to be a part of because, you know, everybody comes to training with the right attitude. Yeah, well, you, you said there earlier on that, you know, it is easy to be part of and you're enjoying it as well. It, are, are, you are obviously enjoying your football and obviously winning helps, but what keeps motivating you to come back and come back? You're you're, you're there a while now, if you don't mind me saying. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose. It, I do, it, it is a question I get asked a lot, but it's actually... <laughs> It's a, it's a very simple answer. And all I ever say is, well, what else would I be doing? Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's much easier to motivate yourself to be a part of a group than it is to do it individually. Um, and you'd be a long time doing it on your own. So I just feel like as while you can, just keep doing it. And while you're enjoying it, keep doing it. Um, you know, and like you said, when, when things are going well, it's even easier. You know, January is always tough. It doesn't matter how good a team you have, yeah. January is tough. But uh, the summer months are a hell of a lot easier when your team is competitive. Um, and we have a squad of players that, you know, we, we're not flying, but we're generally quite good in the league because we've depth. Um, and then come the end of the year, when we get everybody back, we're able to hopefully, you know, that's, that's when we plan to take it up a notch or try to take it up a notch. And some, 
you know, the last few years has worked out for us part of the final day, but yeah. you know, that's that's finals. Well, Davy, thanks very much for taking the call. Hopefully you get over the line now on, on Sunday and uh, best of luck at the game anyway. No worries. Thanks a million, Fergal. Th- thanks, Davy. Yeah, Jimmy, so that wraps up all our interviews uh, from our, our previews for the senior final. Um, we had heard from Summerhill manager Declan McCabe and captain Davy Dalton, Retote manager Davy Byrne and their captain Kieran O'Farrig. Um you reckon Summerhill are going to win anyway? It'd be tight, but you reckon the Summerhill victory? Oh, I think so, Fergal. You know, I I, I have that experience of, of uh, playing in a big final day now. It must be in the back of their minds, though, somewhere there. Like, <laughs> you know, are we going to look, create this unwanted record? Or I think it probably is a record, is it? You it know, probably would, yeah. Losing three successive uh, county finals, senior county finals. So, um, but I think you know, as you mentioned, some player, you know, Davy Doddy with a player like that around, um, and you know, Ross, Ross Ryan and so on, players like that, you know, to have a, to have a young Gardy as well. Great player, yeah. They, yeah. They, Summerhill have they certainly have the pace to match Retote, and and that's Retote's strength. Retote's strength seems to be the, you know the Wallace brothers, Eamon and Joey, and uh, Brian McMahon in attack, very pacey, very accurate, can be very very effective. Uh, Keen O'Brien is in there as well as gives a great target man inside. They're also very powerful at midfield, um, and and a strong defensive unit as well. But but I think I think Summerhill certainly have the defensive pace in the Ryan brothers, Ross and Ronan, and as you said, also in Park Garrity, also um, the other corner back there. Uh, I don't want to go by his nickname, but I only know him by <laughs> by his nickname, of course. Um, he goes by Arnie. Arnie, I keep forgetting what his real name is. Porrick Jennings, I think, is what his real name is. Sorry about that, yeah. Porrick. But, uh, yeah, you know, an, an excellent defender there as well. And a really good, experienced goalkeeper, as as Ratoat have in Shane Duffy. Summerhill also have Tony McDonald, a really good, experienced goalkeeper. So both sides have their potential threats. Both sides are littered with experience. And both sides have match winners. Uh, it's going to be a really, really interesting game. I know a couple of years ago we'd said that uh, Summerhill and Simonstown, the senior final, was going to be an absolute classic. It couldn't be anything but, and it turned out to be definitely the worst senior final i ever seen. It was pathetic. Uh, an awful game. Not that Simonstown cared less when they won it, but it was a dreadful game. Ho- like that. Hopefully we get a good final because they are two very, very good teams. Hopefully we get a good final on Sunday. And I just think... Summerhill could shade it I think the experience of losing the last two finals a lot of these players have medals from 2011 and 2013 as well so the experience of knowing how to win finals as well but you'd wonder uh, if would stand to them if there's 10 minutes to go and they're, they're two points down like what well, what, what would start going through their heads I think they've shown it this year I think, I think they showed it this year when a couple of points down with only a couple of minutes to go against Simonstown and, and they showed their bottle and their nerve and, and came through and that so I think they've overcome that mental mm. mental scar of, of losing the last two finals I think that's gone and, and I really think while at good and all is an experienced and all as Ratote are with players like you know Conor McGill and the Wallaces and uh, Brian McMahon and Keen O'Brien and all the McGowns, experienced and as athletic and all as they are, they can't put 
you can't put a price on having county final experience and I think Summerhill's <clears throat> just edge in that department will be enough. In a game of fine margins, you know, 1% here or there can make a huge difference and I think that experience is what's going to be the difference on so the day. So we finally so agree, Fergal? I think we, well, we agree, well, yeah. Well, yeah. And we're agreeing agree on trim as well, Jimmy. I think well, we're agreeing. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah we're agreeing but, uh, on trim. We're agreeing, I think, on Clonagh Gale. Uh, I think we'll agree on them ones as well. So okay, I think we're, so I think we, yeah, we have a clean sweep. Uh, so clean sweep. So right. undoubtedly, so undoubtedly, it's going to be embarrassed by undoubtedly it all. it's victories for Mylan, Nobber, and Ratota at the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> You've just got the kiss of death well, from myself and wait. Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jimmy, before we finish up the podcast, I uh, myself and yourself were at the Martin O'Connell book launch on Friday night. Um, a great book, Royal Blood, Martin O'Connell's autobiography. Uh, it was written by. LMFM's David Sheehan and I had David in the studio here earlier on and uh, we'll just hear my chat with David just about that autobiography there now. Dave, you're very welcome to our humble abode here. Thanks very much, Fergal. Thanks for having me in. Not as salubrious as the studios in LMFM but sure, look, at we, we make do with what we have. <laughs> um, David, the reason we have you in today is to talk about the uh, Martin O'Connell autobiography, Royal Blood, which uh, some would say you're, you're you know, honoured to get to uh, to be the ghostwriter for Martin O'Connell, as a, I know, as a an avid Mead supporter, and I often call you a bit of a nerd when it comes to Mead football and that. You you certainly know your stuff. Um, it, it must have been a, a sense of great pride when Liam Hayes approached you and asked you to be the ghostwriter for Martin. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, like I said on on Friday night at the launch, um, which you were at, of course. It, Liam Connie called me on. I think it was in February. He got his he got my number off Cahill Durvin. And he had asked Cahill, would there be anyone that he would recommend to, to, to write Martin's book who would be, you know, know their meat football and that kind of stuff. And Cahill suggested me. Now, genuinely, I was very surprised that Cahill would have recommended me because, as you know, like I would have written bits and pieces going back a good few years, but I haven't really written anything in a long time. Now, by the same token, you could say, well, you know, if you can write, you can write, yeah. whether you have done it recently or not. But I like there would have been people far better qualified than me out there uh, to do something like this in terms of, experiences in writing whether it's journalists or, or whatever so and more than yourself I suppose so um I was absolutely delighted to be asked um Liam rang me up in February as I said and said he had a project that he was interested in talking to me about and he didn't mention who it was initially but I asked him like what kind of era are we talking here and he said well you know we're talking the 87 88 team so once I heard that of course I was like well okay I'd be familiar career. enough yeah exactly and I, I'd be familiar enough with those games and that team and everything else as you say there probably is a bit, an element of nerdery in there because I watched those uh, VHS's as it was the t at the yeah. time so many times over and nearly wore them out so yeah it was brilliant to be asked and uh, obviously a little bit daunting at the beginning but um, you know it, it turned out okay in the end Probably of all the characters from that 87, 88 and, and the later 90s team, um, if you were a little bit nervous going into this type of a process, of all the characters that you could have interviewed, Martin O'Connell would be the ideal one. He's a seriously unassuming man, very quiet, goes about went about his football in a very efficient and effective way. And he goes about his life very similarly. He doesn't, you never hear or see of Martin, you know, opening supermarkets or yeah. stuff like that so he, he was probably a very easy subject to, for you to interview and to get on with yeah absolutely and he was very you know laid back sort of a fella as you said there and you know the family as well very much the same like Samantha I'm sure you know her well as uh, as Martin said she's very laid back the house could be burning down around her and it wouldn't bother her so you know as you know the first time I met Martin and uh, Samantha and Liam we all sat down in the yard boy uh, probably in, in, in March and we had a talk about you know how it was going to work and 
um, Liam introduced me to, to Martin and Samantha and we straight away we all kind of got on but as I say they're, they're a very easy going couple and, and Barry, Brian and Jane as well were obviously in the house when I, when I was calling in every other weekend to interview him at the crack of dawn so absolutely very easy guy to get along with um, you know was very kind of honest about not, not that there were too many controversial incidents in his career of course the main one that people would remember would be the Tyrone incident which was uh, pulled for the paper last, last Monday the Independence so um, very honest and upfront about his time and obviously a very long career with Meads so plenty of stuff to talk about whether whether it was on the field or you know the stuff that went on in the, tra- in the training pitch as well which has kind of gone down in, in history with Meads as well and to uh, when when at the launch as we said was on in the head for last Friday night when Liam Hayes was introducing him you could you could hear a pin drop such as the awe and the uh, uh, revering of Martin O'Connell that Mead supporters have we said there was we're just talking about it off air there there was well over 600 people in the room which is a phenomenal turnout for a book launch but just in the way that Liam Hayes spoke about Martin O'Connell shows that the respect Hayes and his other teammates had for him and as well the turnout uh, of of former players that played with Martin at for Mead was huge and so the the launch must have been must have exceeded all expectations for you. Um, it absolutely did. Like I said to you off air, there. If I ever, if I ever get married, it'll go. It'll be hard to top Friday because, um, you know, obviously everyone was there for Martin and everything else. But like I arrived in at um about twenty to eight, and as we said beforehand, the, the official start time was half seven. But we we kind of thought, look, we'll we'll get it going at eight o'clock. But as as we talked about again off air. People are generally t- late enough to arrive to these things. If they see half seven, they'll generally go with Asher. It'll be eight before it starts. But as you said yourself, you were in a little bit early. I was in slightly after you. And even at that point, there was a big crowd in. Yeah. So I knew that there was going to be a huge crowd at it. But then we we're sitting up at the top table there and you're just looking out across the room. And it's a big it's a big room over there in the Headford. Um, it takes a lot of filling. So to see the place packed, all the seats full, standing room only really around the back and then the little side room, I think often had a lot of people standing in as well. I was I was blown away by the crowd that was there. Now, I probably shouldn't have been surprised because that team is held in such high regard and Martin, of course, being one of the most popular guys on it as well. Um, but I was still amazed. You, you never know with these things. You know, people have the best of intentions in terms of turning out, out for these events, but you just never know. You know yourself, you've been involved in a lot of these things over the years and I have myself and, and sometimes you, you can promote it as much as you want, but sometimes it just doesn't happen. But yeah. um, again, as I said, I shouldn't have been surprised, but the crowd was there was just phenomenal. And I, you know, anyone that's listening in that was at it, I'd like to thank them all for turning up because it just made it, made it you know, such a special event. Um, you can have a book and you can launch it, but if you don't have like a, a big crowd there, sometimes it can, it can feel a little bit flat. But it's, Friday night was just incredible. And I think the lads were signing, Sean and Martin were signing autographs for well over two hours at the end. Yeah, well, I, I didn't uh, get a chance to read too much of it. By the time I got home on Friday night and then there was... Junior B and Junior D finals on Saturday and we had minor hurling and senior hurling finals on Sunday but I did get to read uh, the first couple of chapters on it and uh, which focused on the days the final days of Martin's career with Mead and that crippling back injury um, from talking to Martin O'Connell outside of of the book launch or any other occasions that we met him you can see that his passion is football it's pure pure football so when you were talking to him about those final days, about how the back injury came about and ruled him out of so many teams that he'd normally be the first man on the team list, what was the sense you got off him? Does he still hurt at, at the way his career ended? That, that you know, he, he even felt that in 98 he still had stuff to give to Mead. Yeah, I think I think he actually said he, he was looking on in 99 and he, he still thought... Now, he, he would accept himself that, you know, I was watching on in 99 thinking I should have still been out there. Now, he, he would sort of say, well, maybe that was just me 
being being a little bit over ambitious, maybe I would have struggled a little bit. But I think he genuinely did think that he could still be performing at that level then. And the back injury that came about like was the the night before the the Leinster final. Um, or the day before the Leinster final in 97, which was played on the Saturdays, you know, and they trained on Thursday night, and he, he, he was fine, he trained away, no problem. Got up on Friday morning, couldn't get out of bed. Ended up missing that game anyway, to cut a long story short, and he was crippled with it, had to have an operation. And, you know, as he said the other night... It was Colm O'Rourke's brother, I think, that did the yeah, operation, wasn't he? Exactly, yeah, so yeah he got recommended to, to do it. So, you know, as he said the other evening... Um, or he said, oh, I think it was on LMFM with me and, and Jerry on, on Friday as well, like that he, he thought he'd be playing for you know no no one ever thinks they're going to finish playing whatever whatever the sport is you know and you know we've all seen we've all read a few autobiographies where lads retire and they struggle with it so he really did and I think he was kind of hanging on on the panel and training away when he got back after his injury and he felt like he wasn't maybe getting a fair crack he would have said that you know maybe he thought he deserved to play in a few league matches and he wasn't getting picked and eventually then he just decided look it's time to walk away and as people were reading the book, how how is you know kind of how the end point came when he spoke to Sean in the Arboyne. I think, um, without giving much too much away, he would have preferred that he phrased the question a little differently. I think he would have rather that he had asked Sean, "Do you want me or not?" Yeah. Uh, whereas what actually happened was, as people will see, he sort of said, "Look, I think it's time for me to go," and Sean agreed with him. Yeah. Now yeah. I think he would have wanted Sean to say, "No, why don't you stay on? We want you here." Um, and and he he said to me I'm not sure if 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 we put it into the book or how we put it in but he said to me certainly uh, during the interviews that he would have in hindsight said would have rather asked Sean look do you want me or not yeah. and make him make Sean make the decision yeah. rather than yeah, that came across put, in the... putting it on a plate for him you know to say well okay if you want to step away then fine because as the lads Milim would have said the same thing Sean um, had so many great qualities but he didn't like confrontation yeah so he would never have told somebody we don't want you. He would kind of let lads figure it out for themselves. I think was, yeah. was how how the lads put it. So he definitely was 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 um very uh, hurt. Not hurt, I suppose, but he was just you know disappointed with how it ended. And and it, and a part of that was just not wanting to finish playing. And you know, as again, it's in the book. He he went home and cried his eyes out at the kitchen mm-hmm. table with Samantha because it's something that he put like twenty years of his life into was over. You know, um, and he kind of was at a bit of a loose end. So I think he said it took him two or three years to to get over not playing for me anymore. You know. Um, it's remarkable then the um, wh- when you see Sean and Martin O'Connell up at the top table and you know that their friendship their bond is so strong when you think that they had two definitely two major fallings I won't say it was a falling out but Martin wasn't happy with the way his career ended at the, at the very end as you said he would have rathered if Sean had just come out flat out and told him look uh, we're moving on sort of thing I, and also when he was been picked to play full forward now Sean had a an idea at when he was giving his little speech the other night that the reason he played Martin O'Connell in the forwards was so that he realised how difficult it would be for the backs to try and, and educate him that sort of way. Um, so it's amazing to watch the bond between the two men and between all that 87 88 team and Sean Boylan. And, and I know it's very hard to fall out, I'd say, with Martin O'Connell, but they seem to have a very special bond. Yeah, and I think he said, you know, it, it took him... He mightn't have spoke. He mightn't have spoken to Sean for maybe I don't know how many months after that it was three, four months, six months, whatever. But you know that he he said himself he would never want to fall out with anybody. You know, and even the the various kind of run-ins he had over over the over the years with with different players. Not that there were too many of them, but like the Tyrone lads or a few male lads, whatever. Martin wouldn't be the sort of guy who would harbor any grudges or carry anything around with him like that. He would rather like you know make make amends. And I'm not sure how 
you know, the, the next conversation went after that initial kind of gap in, in chatting between Sean and, and Martin. But obviously, as you said there, they're, 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 they're great mates now. And I suppose it's like anything in life, isn't it? Like when, if you have a, a particular falling out with somebody or you have a difference of opinion with somebody, you'll be, you might be raging about it for a week or two weeks, depending on your character, you yeah. might be raging about it for a year. But uh, I'd say once kind of, he, he kind of put things in perspective and, and maybe like, as he said, Part of part of Martin's kind of reason for why Sean wanted him maybe not to be on the panel anymore was that he figured that Sean was maybe very worried about his back because it was such a serious injury, and he did say that as well in the book that you know maybe Sean was was worried that if I did did myself in again back with the back injury that you know God knows what could happen. He had a could, sense of responsibility. Yeah, for so as well. you could have a you could have a serious problem there. Like it's not like you know it's not like a an ankle or a leg. Like your back, if you've got a problem with your back and mm. something goes wrong, like let's say God forbid he played a match and he got a bang on his back and you know who knows paralyzed anything. Sean might have been thinking of that as well. So I suppose once the initial kind of um, disappointment and. Um, resentment's probably too strong a word but once that's settled down I'm sure they, they patch things up and it's yeah it's great to see that they're all as you say the whole team and it was a great turnout from that 88-87 team on Friday night they're all still uh, very tight together you know yeah well, from the from the early couple of chapters that I read anyway it's 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 a great story um, it's an amazing insight into the man and how he coped with those with that injury and how he got over it and now when you see where he is now and he's coaching he's involved with Walterstown now and uh, he's he's back involved in the GA and his own kids are good footballers even though he kind of ran them down at the launch the other night ran them down a little bit but that was all in in jest but the book is a great reading it's well written superbly written and full credit to you well done it's 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 a fine job you did and not that I would have had any doubts about it because I had read your stuff before and you're an excellent writer. Uh, but coming from a radio background where people, not that you're coming from a radio background, but you know what I mean, you're yeah. more involved in the radio now. Um, people might have been surprised to see the LMFM, you know, uh, sports pundit yeah. writing a book, but uh, more than capable and well done. But um, Martin mentioned on the night that he had a lot of stories in the book. A lot of stories he'd like to have put in the book, but he daren't. And a lot of stories that he didn't even think about daring to put in the book. Mm. So it must have been an entertaining journey for you to go on to be able to write this book. As Absolutely. Well. Yeah, it was. It was like, like I said to you, I mean, at the very beginning of the process, I started, I, I told Liam like straight out, I said, look, like I haven't done anything like this before. Um, I sent him a few um, old articles that I would have written for like a couple of the wrote for the Irish Times, which were based on me football and as, as as it happens so he was happy enough I, I i wanted him to read those because if he came back to me and said look maybe somebody else would be better for this project but the most important thing for me was that i was going to do it justice and if, if he felt i wasn't going to be able to do that then if someone else wanted to take it on that was fine by me so i wanted liam to claim i have as full of pictures as he as he could in terms of um, my writing style and whatever so um the way he broke it down for me was that you know book is 80 odd thousand words i think i think that i think that martin o'connell book is is about eighty two thousand words altogether now when i was done with it but you know eighty thousand words is a lot is a lot of words sure is. as you well know so liam liam's way of um of it's selling to me was to break it down into like that's every know, week in the me chronicle yeah exactly you know this is it so it's a it's a lot of it's a lot of writing and he as he said to me you know um think of it as like a lot of small articles like think of it as a load of like 1500 word articles now I think he was like he was pulling the wall over my eyes a little bit with that yeah, one because yeah. it's not just that easy. But um, the worst part was probably the transcription. Um, you're you're doing an hour. Most of the interviews we did were about an hour and a half between an hour and a half and two hours. So you're transcribing about twenty hours of audio, which take took me like probably be quicker for you, but it took me quite a while to do that. On average, maybe 
two hour interview might take it could take you maybe four hours to yeah. transcribe roughly I'm not sure but um, a friend of mine Shane Breslin was asking me to keep track of the hours that went into it and I actually didn't because I probably didn't want to depress myself put yeah, a lot of hours yeah. into it but the the process itself I mean yeah like the stories that, that he puts in you know you have to be careful someone someone read the book um, on, on a PDF last week just to to give their view on it and um, they said to Martin oh, you should have named X, Y or Z you know you should have mentioned this or you should have mentioned that but you know, it's easy for people who aren't, whose name isn't on the book to say, yeah, yeah. to say that because, you know, he has to, Martin has to walk around Navin and work all over the place. And, you know, you can't be just kind of going out and, and saying everything that's, that's happened. You know, everyone that writes a book has to be a little bit kind of, um, I suppose, cute about what goes into it. I think, you know, myself and Liam talked about a couple of little different things that, that went in and, and maybe a couple of things that didn't. Um, you don't want to be getting sued. <laughs> you don't want to be no, libeling no. anybody. Um but like I think what what went in is you know as you said there Martin was a was a fairly straight down the line sort of a guy on and off the pitch so I don't think anyone's reading it expecting to to find stories about like you know uh, doing lines of cocaine in a, in, no, in a no, nightclub no, or anything no. like that like there was nothing like that was ever going to be in there because that's just not, not that sort, type of character no, no not that sort of character at all and 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 as I said the other night like um the one thing that sticks out with me was the little chat we had in the kitchen one night after we did did one of the interviews and Samantha was like I hope you're putting in the stuff other than football like you know and and he looked at her like you know what do you mean what other stuff like it was all there was was football you know yeah, so yeah. that was very much the sort of guy he was so um while there's nothing probably ultra controversial in there i think it just gives a really good insight into what went on at the time you know the sort of training they did that kind of mystique around that Meath team in terms of why they were such a hard kind of team and a hard team to break down and and there was no real secret to that it was just they had a lot of strong characters and you know for all the credit Sean Boylan gets like Martin kind of said as well towards the end of the book that um, after the first few years when Sean had bedded everything down the, the, the characters they had in that team like they nearly managed themselves you know mm. um, I always remember listening to I'm not sure who it was talking about the Dundalk team a few years ago and they, they reckoned that um, Stephen O'Donnell ran the dressing room and Stephen Kenny had a really easy job because Stephen O'Donnell just ran the dressing room and the players all obeyed him and you look at that Mead team the characters there Mick Lyons, Colin O'Rourke, Kerry McEntee, Liam Hayes, Liam Harn and like everywhere, all over the team. You're yeah. not even talking four or five guys. You're only talking 13, 14 lads. So it uh, just had such a kind of a strong mentality there that what people kind of wonder about in terms of that me team and why were they such such a hard team to beat. Like it, it, the answer was not really as complicated as some people might imagine. It was just hard work and determination and a lot of really good characters, you know. Well, but, as, as Liam Hayes described, the team was made up, what did he say, of two cycles. Uh, two psychopaths, yeah. And three, four leaders and... and Two and three and three and two and a half good full forward, good forward, like, good forwards, forward, like yeah. yeah. So he wouldn't name the two cycles, and he wouldn't name the two and a half good forwards. Yeah, but, I, uh, people could probably take a guess, but uh, yeah. they might be right, they might be wrong. But um, but yeah, look, that team was was very special. And a friend of mine from Dublin said to me the other evening, and he was he sort of said it in jest, but maybe there's a bit of truth to it. He says, you know, you've got the dubs to thank for the crowd that's here because he says if if Mead had won anything in the last twenty years, these lads would maybe be forgotten by now. Yeah, yeah. And there is. He, he was just kind of saying it tongue-in-cheek, but there is an element of truth in that because that team is so well-remembered. I, I mean, I suppose I'm from that era, but for me, that 87-88 team is probably better remembered and I won't say more fondly remembered than probably the 96 team just because of the characters that are like you're talking all-time greats and me. Now, the 96 team had that as well, but the likes of McEntee, Lyons, Harnan, just different, O'Rourke, different kind of characters, Joe Castles, um. But yeah, to to write it was was fantastic, and you know to go through all those all those stories and and remember different games and different incidents and games and 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 again, I suppose because I was at a lot of those matches and you're digging out match reports and you're remembering things like, 
what I think, what I find a lot is supporters remember things better than players do. Yeah. Because the players play in so many matches and we kind of expect that players remember every little incident in every game because we remember it well as supporters. But there were games where we would talk about and I would say, well, I remember this happening or that happening. And Martin was like, geez, I don't remember that game at all. Yeah. Um, like one game in particular that always stays with me was a game against Leash in 94 in, in Park Talton, which they won. And Tommy Dowd the jersey pulled off his back by Pat Rowe and they grounded it out and Bernard Flynn was back and the place was absolutely heaving. Them, yeah. And Martin didn't really remember that game very well. Now, I reminded him of a couple of incidents and it kind of came back to him then. Um, that I suppose to, to, to wrap up on this point, what I found that the biggest challenge was you, remind, you, you, you might ask him about a particular match and if he can remember, if he remembers something about a game, that's brilliant. You would then maybe give him a bit of a nudge and go, well, this happened or that happened. And that might bring back a memory. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it wouldn't, and if it didn't, then so be it. You move on because you know you want it to be his words. You don't want it to be my memories. Like yeah, no one wants yeah. to read about what I remember in the game. You know, It'd be so, more than eighty-two thousand words in that. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so you're kind of just trying to like prod, prod, and like there are certain things that he would remember quite clearly. And in fairness, he remembered a lot. Um, and incidents from like league matches that I wouldn't have been at or would have been before, like I was going to games or whatever. But yeah, it was it was a fascinating process, as you said at the start. Like for me, as a as a Mead supporter and someone that grew up watching that team, sure, you, you were in your element, you know. Yeah, look at it, it. It's a testament to yourself and your own writing ability. It's a brilliant book. It's a a real a real great tribute to the man that is Martin O'Connell, and uh, it's highly recommended. Coming up to Christmas, just uh, for the the people that are listening to this, it's it's more than a stock and filler. It should be nearly a, an absolute dietary necessity for any Mead GA supporter out there to have this book so if you haven't already got it uh, I expect you to go out and get it for either yourself or for a loved one for Christmas it'll certainly uh, it won't take them too long to read it anyway because it's a page turner and anybody that has an interest in it it'll it'll really they'll fly through it it's a good book well done David thanks Brilliant very book. much Cheers. moving on to um, I, I said you, you, you like your football and you know your stuff and from anchoring the uh, LMFM Sunday Sports Program. Um, you're well aware of the big games coming up, and we have a big one next weekend in the senior football final between Summerhill and Retoat. Now, we used to patrol the sidelines together, commentating and reporting on games, so uh, I don't see as much on the sidelines now as we used to, but you do still keep an avid eye on the football championships and how it's going. Um, being a Bechtif man, you've, you've no real interest in the latter end of the Intermediate Championship <laughs> this year. Um, Trim taking on Nobber in the Intermediate. Just a quick rundown. Would you have any ideas or opinions you see, on, on as that? As you one? said, like, I mean, I. I find that I'm not getting to games at all now, really. Like I'm, I'm working in the studio on a Sunday. You might get to the odd game on a Saturday. But, I mean, looking at the semi-finals, Nobber obviously taken to extra time by Castletown. Trim had a comfortable enough win uh, over Old Castle. So, it's probably hard to say. I mean, what I was great, what I was delighted to see was Brian Farrell kicking 2-10 for Nobber. I mean, you know, if Andy McEntee's there watching, maybe there's a, maybe there's a role <laughs> for Brian Farrell there. But, um, uh, like, I guess it's hard for me to say. I guess, you know, looking at the two of them... Like, You'd you'd have a better idea than me. I know your your heart is uh, yeah. very much very much in the trim half. I'm trying not to call this one. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's 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 very hard to tell because you know you see you see Nobber kind of being pushed to extra time. I know Castletown. To be honest, I don't don't think anyone expected Castletown really to, to to go that far this year. And you know, even a couple of the lads winning the club, they were looking for a manager in the depths of the winter, and they were having trouble getting one. I think they got rusty in the end and he did a great job with them and they had a great league as well. So for Nobber to overcome then in in, in extra time as well. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a tight enough game. I mean, I as I say, I couldn't profess to be an expert because I haven't seen much of either of the teams. But when you've got someone like Brian Farrell in your team, 
and he's back from his injury and everything else, which is great to see. Um, maybe Nobber just just edges uh, again. Maybe you're, you're you have a different view on that yeah, one. It's we hard might cut this one short. We'll cut this <laughs> one short. We'll move on to the senior. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to argue against uh, against a Nobber side that has Brian Farrell absolutely flying. He is in, he is in great form. But uh, we discussed it earlier on, myself and Jimmy, anyway. And uh, so we all know how we picked our winners on that one, anyway. But. Uh, in the senior final, Summerhill taking on Rotot, Summerhill in their third mm. senior final in a row uh, against a Rotot team who are in their first ever senior football final. So you have a contrast in experience coming into this game. But on paper, when you look at the individual talent on both teams, it's another tough one to call. Yeah, and I mean, I guess people would have been expecting Rotot to make this breakthrough maybe earlier than they have because you look through their team and, you know, between current and former Mead players, like there's four or five of them in there that, you know, would, would have been on Mead teams down the years and obviously you've got the likes of Conor McGill in there as well, Brian McMahon who were outstanding for Mead this year. Um, Summerhill, third final in a row, they didn't, like, didn't really show up last year at all. I don't know, did, did, did occasion get to them? They were there the year before, obviously, um, against Simonstown. Um and like Summerhill, you know, you've got the likes of Barry Dardis in there who I, I saw a bit of last year and was outstanding. And I actually I actually thought he'd have more of a part to play with me this year, but it didn't it didn't happen for for one reason or another. Um I suppose if I would be brutally honest, I'd like to see Summerhill win it just be fa- by virtue of the fact that they've been they've been there the last two years. And something we were probably talking about before, like Summerhill are a great club, you know. They've been around for so many years, always in senior. I don't recall them was maybe the early part of the naughties they were in a relegation scrap but a couple of years in a row by and large by and large they're they're competing at the at the latter stages of the championship and they seem to be a club that does everything right like they're out there like they're down save me but they've been summerhill have been an institution in me ga as long as i've been around like such a small parish it's amazing yeah it is and they just but they just seem like i know um I was chatting to one of my friends there who's involved under age with Navin O'Mahony's and one of the lads from Beckham they were out there recently for like a little blitz and they couldn't speak highly enough of how well it was organized so they're they're like a really kind of a, I say proper club in inverted commas. Of course, every club is a proper club, but they've been they've been around operating at that level for so long, and they just always seem to produce players year in year out. So just by virtue of the fact they've lost the last two years in a row, it'd be great to see them getting over the line this year. No, Declan McKay's back in with them again, and I, I kind of know Declan a little bit, and like he's a, he's a gentleman. Retoat first final for them. Um, you know how will they deal with with that pressure? Obviously, they've a lot of players who have big match experience with Mead. Um, I saw them last year in I think it was the quarter final against Dunhamer Ashburn, and it was a game that I went into like with really high hopes, and it was a terrible game. Yeah. Um, it really was. They didn't perform at all. Dunhamer got over the line. Uh, it was really those scoring game, and I think then Dunhamer got hammered in the in the semi final that year last year. So. Um, hell, yeah. yeah. So I mean, I it's it's hard to say. You look at the talent Rotot have. If they've gotten their like as I say that that was that game last year was really the only time in the last couple of years I've seen them playing, and they just didn't perform at all. But to make it through to a final, and especially. Especially the way they dug it out in the semi final as well, um, like I think at half time in that game they were they were looking like they were under serious pressure. I mean, yeah. I'm not sure they were four or five down, was it? Yeah, they were five, I think. Yeah. And um, to come out in the second half and turn it around was was really impressive. And that's against the Kells side who've been like banging on the door for the last four or five years, you know. And I think were a lot of people's tips. I think your your little Twitter poll was there. Uh, yeah, showing yeah, Kells as favourites. They've shown them marginally ahead of Summerhill. Yeah. Yeah, I think they've been to like I think that was their fourth semi final in five years, and then they lost to the champions in the quarter final last year yeah. after extra time. Yeah. I was at that game against Dunboyne and was a kick of a ball in it. So I think a lot of people fancy Kells to do it this year. And especially with that lead they had at half time, I was like, well, this game's over. And a friend of mine actually texted me going, Rotot are gone here. Like, they're, yeah, not, they're yeah. not doing it. Turned it around in the second half. So they'll be going into it with their tails up. Um, 
I, as I say, my, my heart's probably with Summerhill just because, you know, losing two in a row is tough going. So it'd be nice to see them get over the line. But, you know, county finals are no time for sentiment or, you know, th- it doesn't really matter what you've done in the previous year. So it'll be be all on a day. I just hope the jerseys don't clash too much. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what colours they're going to be wearing or how, they, how they'll line up. I know they met earlier in the championship, actually, but I wasn't at that game. So I'm not sure what way the colour scheme they, will they, be. But they both apparently change, so I just hope they don't both change the yellow yeah, jerseys. Yeah, 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 it could be confusing. David, thanks a million for coming in. It was a great insight and best of luck with the book and thanks for your views on next weekend's action. Thanks very thanks much for it. Thanks for having me. So, Jimmy, that was uh, David Sheehan giving us his opinion on who will win the championships and also talking about the Martin O'Connell book. Um, a great night in the Headford on, on Friday night, as, as David alluded to there. A huge crowd and... Uh, a nicer fella you couldn't meet than Martin O'Connell. Yeah, yeah. Well done to Martin and David, indeed, for for that uh, production. And, uh, you know, the night as well went extremely well. I, 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 felt, I began to feel sorry for Martin and Sean Boylan because they must have spent two and a half hours signing books, sitting there and signing books. And... Uh, well, Jimmy, a great night and a great a great way to honour uh, a legend of Mead football. Speaking of two and a half hours and legends of Mead football, that is the end of our podcast. Uh, we've gone, I'd say it's close to two and a half hours at this stage. And you are a legend of Mead football. So thanks for joining us, Jimmy, <laughs> for uh, the Mead Chronicles Sports Podcast. I'm Fergal Lynch and we've been trying to talk a good game. Say hi.